Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, Nate Wolf. Super cool to be back here on another Friday evening with a really special guest. I'm Hydralis. I'm stoked to be here Friday night and we got a good show for you guys. Yo, it's your boy Mike Lowe. I'm in full rebrand mode, aka Black Rot, ready to do this. How we doing tonight? We're doing great. We're really? doing great. And yeah, Mike, we got a really special guest joining joining us tonight. Who who do we got? Not just any special guest. Like, check this, right? <laughs> I've been on this show for like seven, eight months. I don't know. I'm getting gray hairs now. I'm an old man. OG around here. So we've had a lot of guests. Um, I was really excited to for this month, you know, um, to do Black History Month, to use this platform to get uh, players of uh, people of color who play Hearthstone um, to get on here, you know use the platform to talk about themselves, people get to know them. Um, but getting to know this person, you know, if you play Hearthstone, there, there's no way you don't know this person. Um, like, the dude is very, very famous within the scene. Uh, big Twitch partner. Uh, this dude's got accolades longer and taller than me if I stood up, man. I was going to read them all on stream, but it's just crazy. Like, this guy is super famous, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really hyped for this person tonight. I'm really excited to, like, dig into his brain and see how he thinks about the scene and the game. Everybody give it up for our new homeboy, Pizza, what up, pizza? Yeah, yo, welcome yeah, to the nice. show, pizza. Happy to have you. Yeah, Long time to be legend. here. Thanks for having me. Long time legend. He played wild before wild was wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, one of the OGs, man. I can't wait. I'm excited. I have to say, I think that um, hands down, you are the best player that we have ever had on the show. Hands down. I like. I'm. I'm. Uh, just in awe. I'm. I'm excited. So right. this. It, this is great. I'm like having kind of a fanboy moment. So this yeah. is really cool. It's it's crazy. Like somebody finally took my mantle, so you know you can have it, man. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it. Don't worry, you can have it. Keep working on it. Oh god, I'm just I'm messing. I'm just messing, yeah. This is cool. I'm excited. Yeah, we're really happy to have you on the show, Pizza. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's good uh, to be here. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Um, so we, what we like to do uh, when we kick off the show, we like to just see how everybody's doing, check in, see what your week's been like, what you've been doing in Hearthstone and in life. And uh, Nate, let's start with you. What have you been up to, man? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good week. I uh, just on a personal level, I got my second COVID vaccine. Uh, and so actually, I, th- I think it was a, just a little bit less than a, a week ago, like over the past week. And so I should be supposedly have immunity now i guess we'll see i mean you still have to take it seriously and keep distance and mask up and wash hands and all that stuff but uh so step in the right direction uh from a hearthstone point of view i just hit 1k uh 1k wins with rogue uh did it on stream it was really fun did a little co-op with blue train and um playing a super super aggro um odd rogue and that was a blast and uh yeah so it's been a good week uh work has been busy and stuff but uh, finally got that 1K 1K Rogue wins, and so my next two closest classes are Warrior and and Shaman, who are both at about 850. So we'll start working on those next. Um, yeah, yeah. How about you guys? 
Yeah, Mike, uh, what have you been up to this week? Yeah, this week's been pretty fun. Um, been playing a lot of different uh, dragon-only decks. So making decks where like the minions that I add to them only have the dragon uh, tribe. It's been pretty cool. Obviously, I've been catching a lot of L's, but uh, it's been pretty fun. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> but it's been good to like you know refresh the spirit playing um, you know the same game just in a different way. Um, I tried some on ladder, but I'm still in diamond, so that didn't work out too well. I've been playing um, you know some Mizaki Mage. But I, re- I really got this high off of Pure Paladin. Uh, I'm over it now, but it was it was going on for like four or five days. Um, it, it doesn't really hold up. It'll climb you through all the ranks up to Diamond. Somehow I got to Diamond. Somehow I got to Diamond 5. And then I just been at Diamond 5 for three days now. So I'm over Pure Paladin. Um, I'm just waiting <laughs> for the next deck to catch my eye. But um, the biggest hype of the week, uh, aside from Pizza being here, of course, um, yesterday uh, I was streaming... Um, and Dr. Evil came to my stream, and I had a crowd. Um, I got a raid from Martian Boo. Shout out to Boo. It was like 50, 60 people. And then Dr. Evil donated 20 subs to my channel. Whoa. Wow. Yo, like, nice. <laughs> she straight, yo, she straight up came into my channel and just dropped 20 subs in my head. It was it was awesome, man. So, like, uh, I was just really hyped, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still, like, in shock and, like, in awe. So, like, I'd, like, collect myself, you know, act like you've been there, a button-up to say thank you. But, like, once I got off stream, I was, like, geeking out, like, oh, it's crazy, blah, blah. But I'm really excited, man. Like, <laughs> it, it's been it's been an awesome week, and I'm ready to just keep this going. So, uh, yo, Hydra, how's, how's your week been? My week's been really, really good. I am just happy that it's Friday. Work's been chaos. The way my work uh, works is at the end of the month, there's this big push to get as much of our product out the door. And being in the quality side of things, I am like the last line where I have to sign off on everything, on all our instrumentation and stuff. And it like today was horrible. So I'm I'm just stoked to be here. I'm stoked to do the show. It's always my favorite night of the week. And so I'm I'm glad that's all over. I'm stoked to play a lot this weekend. I, I'm a little bit late to the party, but I started playing some Darkler. And I am enjoying it. Actually, I did some co-op with Glare himself on on the deck, and we could talk about that a little more later, but I am really, really enjoying it. And that's been a lot of fun. Also, I'm just doing, you know, my my weekly grind on, on the different servers, trying to, like, keep up my collection. I know, Mike, you said you started on, on EU, didn't you? Yeah, you're right. Uh, ever since I said that, I kind of forgot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Oh well, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, yeah, that's just something out. I'm, I've been filling out my collection, so just uh, buying more packs. Not buying, but you know, spending my gold on packs and been filling that out. That's basically been my week. I haven't um, done anything extravagant, but I look. I'm really looking forward to learning Dark Glare a lot more. It's a lot of a lot of fun putting yourself kind of in the danger zone and guessing. You know, like you can't put yourself too low because of what they might have in their hand and all that. So it, it's a lot of fun and um, looking forward to still learning a lot more about it and getting better at oh the my deck. Hydra <laughs> discovered Dark Glare. Holy crap. This would be great. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's, good gonna... it's good back for them. It's good for you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm going to play it, uh, a whole bunch more. How about you, Pizza? What have you been up to? Uh, my week's been busy. I've the end of the month is kind of coming now so uh this month qualifies for the master store um nice. i've been playing a lot of a lot of na a lot of eu um i think i'm hovering around like like top 100 or so on na so hopefully this week we you. can make a push and then poise ourselves for a finish um outside of that like the the core set 
announcement came out, so a lot of revision of that. I mean, a, this week is pretty much just like a lot of you know keeping my head down and focusing on Hearthstone a little bit more than than usual, but otherwise good. Kind of just chilling, streaming. Sweet, nice, nice. Uh, speaking of streaming, yeah, I mean, for people who aren't as familiar with you, I mean, heaven forbid they they should be, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of, um, you know, who are you? What's your origin story? How did you get started playing Hearthstone? And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the, you know, your experience um, with some of these top finishes and grandmasters and stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, sure. So my name is Andrew. Uh, I play by the name Pizza, obviously. Um, I've been playing card games for as long as I can remember. Um, I started like taking it a little bit more seriously um, towards the end of high school. That's when I started picking up Magic the Gathering. And uh, immediately, like kind of out of that kind of experience, I started getting a lot more competitive. I live in New York, so most of like that kind of scene is one of the the like serious grinders, especially like in Manhattan. And from there, I kind of like took that very seriously for quite some time up until Hearthstone came out. And then in the Hearthstone beta, uh, I took a lot of ESL like tournaments. I think that my first top 100 finish was like a couple months after like I'd started, and then like school and everything kind of just like messed up until I had qualified for uh, the Americas playoffs. And that's when I started streaming and like taking it a little bit more seriously in the Hearthstone sense, and then shifted away from Magic quite a bit. But as long as long as I can remember, I've been playing cards. So. That's really cool. I, I wish I wish I had started playing card games at an early age. Uh, I had a friend who tried to get me into Magic the Gathering. We're talking around like 1996 and tried to show me how to play the game and I did not grasp it and I didn't understand. And that was a great opportunity for me to get in the door and learn. I thought it was silly. And now look at me. I'm on a podcast that talks about cards. So <laughs> I'm right there with you. I remember uh, I remember being in high school. And like my friend took me to a card shop to buy packs, and he was like showing me all the magic stuff. And I, and I think back, and I remember distinctly thinking, "This is stupid." And you know, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. I, I love it. So when it comes to Hearthstone, like I've noticed when I watch your stream, I see you play a lot of Warlock, and I've seen you play Rogue and whatnot. Uh, are those like, what's your favorite class, or what's your favorite? you know, type of deck that you, you like to play and, and why? Uh, my favorite class is is Warlock. I started playing Hearthstone because of the life tap mechanic. Uh, just being able to have access to free cards just seemed, like, too appealing, you know? Um, I guess in terms of, like, styles of decks that I play, I really like tempo decks. I really like, like, more of the aggressive type decks, uh, especially because Hearthstone is just the type of game where you can't really interact with your opponent on their turn being able to present something being able to be the person who kind of dictates like, okay, this is the threat we're dealing with. Can you deal with it? If you can't, you die. Like making sure that you have that type of like mentality into a game generally mm -hmm. will be like something that will be a little bit more forceful. It gives you a little bit more control compared to like control decks where you have a lot of defensive tools, but no actual like way to win the game at certain points. So sometimes you can stumble and then you can just ultimately still die. Like I like being in that position where I can always kind of force the game where I want it to. Make them play to to your play style. Make them exactly. have the answers. Yeah, I like it. I noticed you you're into anime. I think you you had mentioned that your favorite anime was um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Is that right? I see the statues in the background. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, old school. I like it. I like it. Hey, uh, speaking of old school, sup, pizza? How you doing? What's going on, man? How are you? Um, two questions. Uh, real quick. Uh, is it cool? Fast age? How old are you? I am thirty. 
30? Oh, word. Okay, so we're in, we're on the same. I'm 33. Perfect. So uh, I came from... I transitioned into Hearthstone from Magic. So my question is a little dated before that. Um, did you ever check out any other card games such as like Legends of the Five Rings or Yu Yu Hakusho or the early DBZ back in 2002, 2003? Yeah, I actually... I uh, When I played Magic, um, I used to work in a card store. So we would constantly kind of have those like those other card games kind of come into it. A lot of it was a lot of it was obviously Japanese, like Wives Schwartz, Card Fight Vanguard and that stuff. Um, but before that, when I worked in a comic book store, Jim Halo's Universe, Legends of the Five Rings was like one of the one of the card games that like had a small community behind it. And the great yeah. thing about Legends of the Five Rings, if anybody's listening and knows about that, is that like people are very committed to their kind of their kind of um their kind of group. Like it's a very mm-hmm. it's a very flavorful kind of a game. So Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's very true. Um, no, I brought that up because um, I used to play uh, back in 2002, the first iteration of um, Dragon Ball Z. They had a trading card game. Um, like Magic, they had different styles and colors. Um, and I always played as Goku. So um, I had a little click. Um, it was like me and a couple of Spanish dudes. And I live in New Hampshire. So a little shop called Double Midnight Comics. Um, but everybody's friendly in the comic shop. You know what I'm saying? That space card shop. Um so I played that deck for so many years and like over and over, just that, that Goku, it was a black style. So that's where my original gamer tech, it came from. Um, it was a playoff of Goku's uh, DBZ name, Kakarot. So this dude, JD, he was like, yo, man, you always playing that Goku deck. He's like, I'm going to call you Blackarot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, and like, and like, mind you, I live in New Hampshire. So it was like that move, that moment in the movie where everyone's like, oh, everyone's looking around. And I looked back and I was like, Yo, I mess with that. That's a cool name. And everyone's like, all right, it's cool, it's cool, you know? <laughs> so I had uh, decided, you know what I'm saying? Black History Month, I appreciate you coming on, man. I felt the confidence. I was like, I'm going to go back to my original gamer tag. I switched it because of that pressure in the first place. So feels cool to have that, you know what I'm saying, that space and freedom and have friends to uh, go back to that. So appreciate answering that question about the old school card games because I didn't know if you had knew about them. A lot of people don't know about Legend of the Five Rings. So I'm glad you know about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was your, sorry, you say you had another question, Mike? Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, I was saying I appreciate uh, Pizza answering that question, um, especially about the Legend of Five Rings, because that was one of my favorite games when I was younger, but a lot of people don't even know about it now. So, like, sometimes I'll bring it up and they'll be like, what? And I'm like, never mind, never mind. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you've been around. Um, hey, Pizza, I saw here that you do content creation for Tempo Storm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, for the Tempo Storm meta snapshot, I don't make content, but I'm signed. I'm signed to them as a streamer. Ah, okay, super cool. We've got some friends there. And, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Great team. That was recent, right? That was recent. Yeah, a couple months ago. Oh, I thought I thought you made a post or a video last week or the week before. I apologize. The the official announcement, like they they have a lot of um, so they have a lot of like production. Tempo Storm primarily is like is like shifting towards towards media. So they okay. like back a lot of like the Twitch stuff that's been going on, and obviously like with COVID, it's very difficult for them to to like put on um, sort of sort of productions. So like when everything's finally like does finish, um, they plan on producing a lot of things with their streamers. But their like official announcement video for everybody was was kind of finalized and released this month. It was me and two other streamers named Big John and Lichlings. I believe one is a World of Warcraft streamer and the other one is a speedrunner. So like those kinds of announcements and, and Tempo Storm plans on like releasing a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Um, appreciate you answering that about Tempo Storm. So um, 
Yeah, sorry. One final question. I we typically ask this of each of our guests. How did you come up with your username? Where does pizza come from? Oh, uh, it really it's really not that, you know, complicated of a thing. I was playing Hearthstone and again, I didn't really anticipate playing too much of Hearthstone and I was just eating I was eating pizza at the time and I thought like, you know, this is fine. I probably won't play this much Hearthstone. So I'll just go with that. And the thing about it is that you you uh can't change your name if you want to participate in the like America's prelims or like any of the championship events. So like you're kind of just stuck with it. And then by that time, you know, I showed up to a live event and everybody kind of knew me as pizza. And it's like, okay, there's no going back now. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Definitely. I don't know if you heard a couple weeks back that you were an inspiration for one of our friends breadsticks. Uh coming up with his username and i think that was hilarious and a uh, great story behind that oh yeah i'm actually like really old friends with breadsticks we he, I'm, he's from philadelphia which is also a very big magic city so we met like i want to say maybe 10 years ago like playing in tournaments so we've known each other ever since so that makes a lot of sense actually yeah that's dope, <laughs> man. when he said that like i felt so dumb like i just i was like yo pizza breadsticks i never put it together <laughs> man like two cool dudes two cool usernames that's dope <laughs> right that's awesome story man for real. love it Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Yeah, right. let's talk about the listener series for a few minutes. All right, let's transition to listener series. So, uh, first up, um, people ask, what is the Born to Be Wild listener series? So, the Born to Be Wild listener series is a five to eight week tournament where we take um, the idea of, you know, Team Hearth League, um, you know, Wild Side. We have Brian O'Brien and Labor. They do wild tournaments. Um, We'll take that idea and we'll stretch it into a series where you're going to play Swiss rounds for five weeks. So in those five weeks, you're playing for placement points. And at the end of the five weeks, we do a top 12 cut out of all the players. And the last three weeks would be a playoff round, just like if you were to sign up for a one to two day tournament. Um, a lot of people were confused on how the series worked. So I just wanted to explain it that way, that it's over eight weeks and it's five weeks of Swiss and we do a cut at five weeks. So in those, th- those three weeks when we do playoffs, the other players who didn't make playoffs can still participate because we will be spinning the wheel for the players in the playoffs. So I don't want people to, you know, feel like because uh, if they don't make playoffs, what's the point to keep playing? I definitely want people to, to, to feel the need to keep playing or the enjoyment that they find in it. We have a lot of people who are enjoying it right now, so it's very exciting. Um, right now, number one on the leaderboard um, is still Dr. Evil. Shout out, Dr. Ewell, Taylor. Yeah. She's undefeated, right? Undefeated, um, unscathed, uh, unchinked armor, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I shouldn't have said nothing in week one when she was playing Nate or week two. Uh, she just, <laughs> I, you know, she just go cutthroat. Like she did two years, turn her back into the old Taylor, and she's just killing everybody. So shout out to Dr. Evil. Shout out. Like, for real, she's really killing it. Um, this week's deck building challenge for week four was uh, dragons only. I called it uh, Galakrond's Awakening because I thought it was cute. But anyway. Uh, you have, to have a minimum of 10 dragon minions you cannot add any other minions um you are allowed to have spells and weapons and hero cards in your deck i played today on stream versus uh labor sangre um he beat me thoroughly three to one uh he's nice though you know he gifted me one win because his deck had a card that dq'd him so oh, <laughs> illegal he's he's a hell of a player that guy and deck builder yeah I mean, you know, if you're going to cheat, make sure you do it against, like, somebody who's not as good and somebody who's not the commissioner and not on stream. So, yeah, you probably want to avoid that. 
but I'm just messing around. He knows I'm messing. No, we were having fun with it. He had messaged me, and he was like, dang. He's like, if I could keep this card, the combo would have been really good. He had a, um, was it Dragon Hatcher? So at the end of the turn, he'll pull a dragon from the deck. Oh, it was yeah. a very smart idea. It was very genius. But when he played it, I was like, hold up. I was like, yes. I was like, I get the win. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> DQ. But it's all good. The uh, boy got the win. He's moving on. Playoffs are uh, shaping up. We're going to have the um, standings in the chat pretty soon. Um, yeah, so this week was Dragon Week. And uh, next week's challenge is on Wheel Decide. Um, Nate, do we have time to spin that wheel tonight? Yeah, give me two seconds. Um... Hey, I like that. I'm excited about that. Um, while Nate gets that wheel set up, um, people are asking how they can sign up. So we've had some issues with uh, you know Google Forms sometimes and submissions. So the most surefire way, most guaranteed way, is to join our Discord. Um, it's a very inclusive community. Um, you know, me, Nate Hydra, we even got pizza in here. You know what I'm saying? Great people. Come right in. Um, ask. You could tag me. Um, how to join the series, and then I will take care of you from there. Bring you over to our tournament server and get you all set up. Uh, we had um, a situation this week where we need to fill a spot, and uh, you know, shout out to a uh, team uh, Amber Flight Gaming. You know, they sent over a uh, bit beaker. Well, he came himself, but he represents Amber Flight Gaming. You know, he stepped up and he said he wanted to play some Dragon decks and get into Dragon Week and uh, check out the series overall. So um, he came to the Discord, and uh, I brought him over to the tournament Discord. And he joined right in. So I'm really excited about that. So shout out to uh, BitPeaker and Amberflight right. Gaming. Really excited about that. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me two seconds here. Sorry about that. Let me get the wheel here. Hey, no problem. Speaking right. of Dragon Week, um, it's looking like after the show tonight, uh, we'll have a match set up for the viewers. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So this will be a blast. And instead of doing our normal uh, kind of co-op stuff, we're going to be doing a live um, live matchup. Uh, it's going to be it's Seth tonight, right? Seth versus um, Megamog. Megamog, yeah. That'll be nice. I love all the different challenges. All right, w- all right, w- all right. Building. Let's see what we get here. Okay, so here is the wheel. Here is the wheel. These are there's some right. options: Epic Fails Week, Commoners Ball, Groundhog Day, sixteen hundred dust, low budget, and I got the keys. Keys. <laughs> I forgot who submitted some of those, but they were funny when they came in. I was like, "This is silly." <laughs> All right, Mike. Go. All right, Mike. All right. We got the keys. Keys. Tell us what this means. We got the keys. Keys. All right. So this week, the only minions that can be added to your deck. They must have a keyword. So you cannot add any basic minions to your deck. No no vanilla minions. And then also, no weapons are allowed. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. So the only submissions on here that are for me are the wheels gone. But there's two. But the rest were submitted from um, people that are joining the league. So I'm really excited about this. Um, It was cool before we started the season, um, you know, to to do some research within the group to ask people who are going to be a part of it. You know, will be some cool challenges. So when I got some of these submissions, I was just like scratching my head. I'm like, I never even thought of some of this stuff. So it's pretty cool to see it. But um, I'm very excited for this week. So week five will be uh, keyword minions only and no weapons. So keywords um, meaning life steal, charge, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So um, if I could say it a different way or in addition to what I said, um, minions that have bold text on them. How else can I word this? So it's really yeah. like simple. Uh, that makes sense. Would be good enough. It's good enough? Okay. Yeah, yeah the bold text with a keyword. Yeah. 
Um, so a minion, for an example, that would not be allowed, as silly as, as this is, would be, uh, what is that four mana minion? Chil Chilwin Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, Chilwin Yeti, he's too OP. He's banned. So no, but no, but that means no end of turn effects. That means no. Um, yes, exactly. Thank you. And yeah, and no exactly. like and and other things like alkalite of pain. It's got it's mm -hmm. got an ability, but it's not a keyword. So we're talking about yeah. charge. We're talking about death rattle. We're talking about poison, mm -hmm. divine shield. So there's there's a lot of different options. Yep. And spells are still okay. Options. Spells and hero cards. Yes. Um. All spells are fine. Hero cards are fine. Minions that have keywords are fine. Minions that do not have keywords are not allowed, and weapons are not allowed. Um, real quick, I wouldn't do this normally, but I'm reading chat. Sword Eater is allowed because it has taunt. It has a keyword. It is allowed. All right. Is, That's exciting. Is, is uh, Rogue allowed to hit their hero power? <laughs> That's not a card. That's right. fine. <laughs> okay, now, now you're pushing it. So let's get back. Uh, one, one, one last thing is I want to touch on. Um, uh, there were some situations throughout the first four weeks where there were some players who couldn't play the current week rules because of their collection, and then also the same issue matched with their opponent. I would like to reiterate uh, once again: if you do not have the cards to match the rules for the week. We do have a secondary option. Um, I stole it 100% from Magic the Gathering. It's called Popper, where you and your opponent can play a deck with common and basic cards only. I really don't want people to feel excluded from being a part of uh, this idea. The whole idea was to build a scene where people can come jump in and play different custom challenges. Um, so within that, um, if you feel that you can't play, please reach out to me or an admin and make sure you let us know that you want to step back. Um, don't enter a situation where you're going to have to ghost because we don't want, I don't, me personally, I'll say this for myself. I don't want that like negative energy for you. It's really silly. It's just a card game. Uh, life happens. Trust me. Uh, Nate and I, you could tell you there's been plenty of times where me, myself, I've had to step back uh, from show duties to take care of real life stuff. Um, so there's no problem. Like we're all human. Just send us a message. If you can't do it, if you got a ghost, it's no problem. If you don't have a collection, we have other rules. We could help you and your opponent out. Um, I really will do anything I can to make sure you guys have rules that will help you with your collection. The whole point for even starting this was to be inclusive. So please don't uh, worry or feel nervous about reaching out to us. Um, I'm really excited about this about this series. We will be doing season two and season three. No worries. We're going. We're getting bigger. We got people joining the board. Like we're we're, we're ramping up. Um, yeah. Let me kick it to Nate and Hydra in case they want to kick in, and then it's news time. Yeah, I do want to say just that you got to know what you're getting yourself into. The nature of the series is it's based on uh, community involvement, uh, an inclusive atmosphere. Everybody is welcome. And, and also the, the point of this is deck building challenges. Uh, each week there's a special challenge and it, and it relies on some kind of deck building thing. So the point is when you're playing in the listener series, it's not like you're playing normal ladder matches. So you know, if you're looking to go play competitive tournament ladder matches, like, you know, you're playing Dark Lair Warlock against Secret Mage against, you know, Kingsbane Rogue, whatever, Wild THL is more of the place where you will see that type of thing. And so, yeah. you know, if you're looking for that, uh, by all means, yeah. I think that that's a different sort of competitive tournament environment. Um, you know, we play mm -hmm. in that from time to time as well. And so uh, 
if you're looking for that setting, I, I highly recommend uh, Wild Team Hearth Legends. If you're looking for deck building challenge and community involvement, I, w- I highly recommend our listener series. And uh, yeah, it's just been a blast. And we've also received a lot of fun feedback for it. It's free to enter. There's no cost. Uh, it's very inclusive. If you want to find more about it, the easiest way is just go to our Discord. Uh, if you go to the website, borntobewildhs.com, there's a link on the Find Us page to the Discord. And in the Discord, there's a tournament channel. And all of the info is there. And so that's, you know, we're happy to answer any questions. And um, yeah. Hydra, you have anything to, to add or anything? No, I'm just, uh, I, I like seeing all the community, everybody come together. It seems that a lot of people are having fun with this and deck building challenges. One thing that you can do that I've noticed a lot of people are doing is if you have uh, a deck that you want to practice and it's not ideal for you to bring it on ladder because you're probably going to lose, <laughs> <laughs> you can go in the Discord and you can verse other people that are testing their decks as long as it's not your opponent, right? So uh, hop in the Discord, ask people if you want to test decks and people are there all the time asking and saying yes and people are having fun testing their decks and they're having a good time in the community. They really do be there all the time. I'm on the East Coast, and sometimes like three in the morning, I see y'all talking. Like, damn, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Love y'all, love y'all. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some news then. So yesterday we had the core set announced. They dropped every card. They they revealed every card. Uh, Pete, I was watching. You did a little bit of review in your stream. You've had a chance to look at these cards. Uh, Quite a bit. What is it? Two sixty five. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. It's a lot of cards. And so yeah. um, a couple of things I've been watching very closely, um, kind of the the dev comments on Twitter, a couple of them, particularly XR and Celestron are very active on Twitter and people have been asking them questions all week. And so I got together with Ridiculous Hat and we have a little bit of an FAQ. So before we get started into this core set, uh, a couple things that I wanted to bring up briefly and and any of you guys please feel free to chime in uh but there were a lot of questions and these are sort of the answers to those so first up the core set goes live when the new expansion drops which we don't have a date for yet pro we're, we're thinking probably in march but xr said could be in april blizzard team is working from home and so if things go sideways for whatever reason they said they were fine pushing back it sounds like everything's probably good to go um everybody gets the entire core set for free so 260 plus cards everybody gets them for free the core set cards unlock as you unlock your classes so you once you've reached a cumulative total of 60 across all classes you unlock the entire card set and then the way that gold cards uh unlock and i have a little thing here so the way that the gold cards unlock um is that by uh, getting your ranked wins at 50, 100, 250, 500. So ranked wins at 50 with a class, you get golden commons. Ranked wins at 100, you get all the golden rares. Ranked wins at 250, you get the golden epics. And ranked wins at 500, you get the golden legendaries. My poor demon hunter is is going to be very not golden. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and the rest of the classes will be blinged out. But uh, I didn't think of that. It's it's interesting that they're doing it this way, uh, because historically, like the the 
um, you know, the what are they, the base set or whatever, their evergreen set, uh, y- you would unlock them by hitting level 60 with a class, right? Not n- not getting ranked wins. So it's a little bit different, but it's interesting. So hey, hey, Golden Legendaries, though, and especially for those of us who've been playing for a long time, uh, have some, some nice blinged out cards. I like the sound of that. Um, yeah. So, and, and then... They're changing a bunch of cards, right? So in this set, so two, I think it's 265 cards. There are 29 new cards. And then they're, uh, they're making changes to, I believe it's 51 cards, existing cards. And, uh, and then they're pulling some cards from wild into standard. And as a wild show, like we don't really think about that all too much. Um, now, the interesting piece is that this core set it, in your collection manager, it will be listed as a separate set. So this will be the core set. And so if you've got two copies of a card, um, well, let me put it this way. Um, there are, you cannot have multiple versions of a card in, in one deck. And so um, you can't, for example, um, Sorcerer's Apprentice, oh, that's a bad example. Um, what is the two mana two three that's in secret mage that draws a spell or draws a secret? You know what I'm talking about? Archaeologist. Archaeologist. Yes, exactly. So there will, you can't have, you know, there will be two copies of Archaeologist in the core set. And then you've got another two in your old set. Like you can't put four in, in your deck. Um, someone had asked that okay. question specifically. Uh, it's still limited to both. Um, so this was the question, yeah. Uh, will you be able to run four copies of Archaeologist the same deck? Celestalon says no. Can't run four copies of the same card. Um, and then, let me see what else here. Um, hmm. The changes to the permanent set, I think there was some confusion, right? Because we've got Classic coming. And in Classic, you play the game as it was when we all started back in, what, 2014, right? Uh, and the cards are different in Classic. Um but in this new core set, they're making a bunch of changes to existing cards. And so there was some confusion on, uh, hey, my Bluegill Warrior, is it going to be one way in Standard and a different way in Wild? And the answer across the board was no. These changes affect all of the copies everywhere. And so um, here's the tweet here. What happens when cards uh, to cards which are changed? For example, Warsong Commander, is there going to be two different versions? And Celestalon has repeatedly said these are permanent changes to cards uh, that have the same name. And so it doesn't matter what format you're playing it in. This card is now different. Uh, it's essentially like, I don't know, like buffs and nerfs um, cl- uh, collection uh, wide. Um, let's see here. Yeah, when they asked that question about can you play four cards in one deck, Celestalon should have hit him back with that uh, <clears throat> with that James Harden meme with that look. <laughs> like, come on, bro! Like what four do you cards think? in one deck? Like, come on, son! Like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so here's an interesting question, right? Uh, they're saying because because there's two separate sets, right? I've got the core set, and then I've got whatever original set that these cards came in. Um, is it safe to disenchant your old versions of the card? And Celestalon essentially says, like, look, 
if you've got, so now I've got four copies, say Archaeologist is a good example, right? I've got four copies now, yeah. two, two in my, my collection and then two in the core set. If I dust my two in my collection, I've still got two that I can play with in the core set. But once the core set rotates, if these cards come out, like you potentially don't have those cards anymore. And so my advice would be like, don't go start dusting all your cards just because a couple of them are now in the core set. Um, Yeah, it makes no sense. Like they're giving us free cards and some of those free cards reflect the cards you already have. So if you'd sell the ones you have and they take the free ones away, you don't have any. I understood it. I saw those tweets. I was just like, mm-hmm. come on, y'all. You're mm-hmm. asking questions. Like, come on. <laughs> Pizza, do you do you dust your cards when they rotate or do you keep a, like a full wild collection? Uh, I used to. I used to be free to play, but not so much anymore. It's, just, it's a lot of work to disenchant everything. Maybe <laughs> if there was like a disenchant all button, I could, but like it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. There was a couple other things here. So here's the question that keeps coming up over and over and over. I've asked it three or four other people have also asked it. And so the question is what happens to these cards when they rotate, right? So we all get this giant collection, 265 cards for free, including some new ones. And a year from now when these, uh, well, I guess what they've said is we're planning on, potentially changing up the core set each year. What does that mean? We're not quite sure. I I imagine a lot of it probably stays, but they may pull some cards out. They may add some different ones. They may make some tweaks or whatever. And so the question, especially pertaining to the 29 new cards is um, a year from now, if any of these new cards rotate out and they're no longer part of the core set, um, what happens? Like, are they just gone or you know what's going on and consistently they keep saying it's too early to tell we don't know and so wanted to make this clear for everybody uh so here's a question when the core set refreshes swaps out after the next rotation will the cards that go away be available in wild if they didn't originate from there are those cards removed from the game and the answer was it's too early to tell for sure what the future holds for over a year from now. But the idea, the current idea is that any core exclusive cards that rotate after this year would move to legacy, which is their wild format. Uh, we'll evaluate that for sure. When we get to that point, that's over a year away. I've had so many people ask me yeah. over this week, <laughs> what's happening with it. They don't know. Yeah. Stop asking. Enjoy your what free about- giant set of cards. <laughs> yes. That. Like the focus should be on we're getting a bunch of free cards. Um, I'm excited about that. Yo, Pizza, how do you feel about this whole new corset idea? I'm not focused on like what's gonna happen after. I'm focused like right now. Like, how do you feel about it coming now? The the concept of corset. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I've always been a really big proponent for um for for corsets in general. I feel like um in like the the basic and classics that really didn't set up Hearthstone mm-hmm. for kind of a long term plan. And it really kind of uh, shows, if you look at the history of Hearthstone, a lot of the nerfs and a lot of the the balance changes, like, really, um, I don't want to use the word doomed, but, like, kind of just, like, set set up a lot of a lot of issues for the future. And in the past couple of months, we've kind of seen it. A lot of emphasis gets put onto sets to be good and to have good cards to replace cards that were nerfed at a classic. And then the game gets more expensive. And then people start to get more upset. And I think that like being able to like have something that kind of cycles and the, the, the devs have a little bit more control over 
and can cycle at a yearly basis like is a really healthy way to adjust the format. We're kind of seeing it now. I think that the the biggest flaw is what you referred to before with like the legacy of just like what if now there's just a set of just you know like a hearthstone dumping grounds where all the old cards get stuffed into now but again like you said like a year from now we'll we'll figure that out it's good that the devs have control over what they want the year of hearthstone to look like so i'm a really really big fan of the core set nice nice uh one last thing and i think this is gigantic news especially for us wild players that kind of mm-hmm. snuck in under the radar so ixar so Zeddy was complaining about uh, these revisions to new cards, or excuse me, revisions to existing cards, and saying, well, well, Wild isn't going to be the same anymore with these changes. And Ixar said, hey, we're reverting most of the nerfs that we've ever done in an upcoming patch. So they're talking about 30 plus nerf revisions. And I think for people who have been asking for Wild meta shakeup, like this will do it. My goodness. Can you imagine yeah. like 30 nerf revisions? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will do more to shake up the format than any, uh, than almost anything. And I, I've been a big proponent of the idea that nerfing cards is not always the solution. Sometimes buffing helps or reverting old nerfs. And if certain classes are getting out of control, the solution is not always to nerf them into oblivion. It could be, Hey, give patches charge again, uh, or something like that. And so I'm excited to see what they come up with. I think this will potentially shake things up more than, um, you know, ever before. Hey, secret mage is out of control. Guess what? Naga sea, Witch is back, you know, I mean, it could be something like that. So we'll see. I mean, we don't know what they're going to be, but this, this will be very interesting. I can't wait to see this list personally. I feel like a whole new deck building challenge in the wild format could be upon us if we get a giant revision. Like all these nerfs reverting back. I think this could be really, really cool. We've got just a couple decks that are at the top that, you know, when you're up there in the higher ranks that you're just seeing over and over and over again, it could turn everything on its head. So I'm happy. Yeah, Pizza, do you have any thoughts on on nerf re- uh, reversions? Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's good to, like, always kind of have that balance of, like, constant adjustment. I think it's healthy for the format. Wild is, like, wild is kind of a special place in the sense that it's supposed to be that much more extravagant, right? That's where the best of the best of Hearthstone's, like, kind of history kind of goes. Um, again, I don't, I don't play wild as much as you guys, so the specifics I don't think that, like, are kind of tough. I, I don't remember patches very fondly, um, <laughs> but I do remember drawing them quite a bit. So maybe that's like maybe that's their good justification for for giving them charge again. I think I think you know making adjustments regularly is what keeps people interested. It's what like makes you think a little bit more, keeps you on your toes. You know, I like it. I'm I'm a champion at drawing patches. Okay, my wife will tell you how many <laughs> she's heard me go patches again. Like, I mean, I'd be rich. I'd be rich. That's that's funny. Patches are secretly a quest, you know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they should add that. Like if, they, if they ever go back and do that's achievements for older sets, it, it'd be like draw patches ten thousand times. I might have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's me with Baku. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Um, 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, maybe Patches, maybe Naga, maybe those are extreme examples. I think that there's a lot of other cards that have been, uh, you know, maybe nerfed that didn't need to be quite so much. And long story short, I'm just excited that this mm-hmm. would um, be a pretty nice shakeup for us. So, yeah. Any 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 other hot takes on, on this, Mike, before I move on? No, let's keep rolling. Rock and roll. Okay, so with this with this core set, right, two hundred sixty five cards. Here's what we're doing tonight. Uh, especially we got so we got fifty one cards that had some kind of change made. Some of them are nerfs. Some of them are buffs. Some of them are just a little bit different, like reworks. And covering all fifty one cards, I think, would not be a good use of our time. As a wild show, predominantly, we spend a lot of time. Uh, going over the list and looking at which cards affected wild. And I think um, in looking at them all, I came up with eight or nine. Uh, So I want to go over those and talk about those real quick. And then we can move over to what everybody's waiting for is like looking at these new cards. Uh, But I think it'd be fun to chat about these real quick. So first up I've got bluegill warrior. So this is your uh, two mana Murloc previously was a two one with charge. And they buffed it to a 3-1, but they took away charge, and now it's got rush. Uh, I saw people earlier complaining about it not having charge anymore, but personally, I they've been getting away from charge for such a long time that I'm not surprised. This sort of kills any Finn Paladin a little bit, but, you know, the, the deck wasn't seeing a lot of play anyways, and I, I understand and sort of sympathize with the people who are upset about this, but... I've seen the writing on the wall for so many years at this point that I'm not surprised. Um, I don't know. Pizza, do you have any thoughts on this? I just don't understand why they couldn't just make a new card. Like it would be, it would be a lot easier for them to make um, just like a different type of stone test board and a different type of bluegill than to like reprint these cards to like adjust these cards this way. Right. I agree. And actually Ixar mentioned something about that today. Cause they had asked him, uh, specifically about that. I'm going to find the tweet real quick. Mike and Hydra, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I, you're right. It's not seeing a lot of play. I personally haven't played any Finn Paladin in a long time, but it made me want to as soon as I saw the change. I, like, I've got fond memories, I mean, of being obviously the person winning with the deck, but it, it made me a little bit, little bit sad because I, I agree. I think that they like we're we're told and like obviously zeddy was the voice of wild for it but we're told that wild is the place to go and play your old decks and unfortunately something like this changes that a a deck that somebody does want to go back and play but maybe maybe when everything rotates in a year they can put this back to the way it was when there's a new core set we'll see but uh like we've been told there's a a whole bunch of reversions happening dude have any opinions on poor old bluegill mike um my take might be weird so i my take is like i i think xr should have made a different card because i don't like that he put himself in the position where people can be like you said this but now you're doing that um it just takes away from me like the excitement of this new course and new cards coming out it's just like when people focus on like, oh, what's gonna happen in a year? It's like I just want the attention on the stuff now. Like, be hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like it, what, it has one more attack, so that's cool. It doesn't do a charge, but it it takes away from him saying like, oh, go play your favorite decks in wild. 
I don't they say my favorite deck, but I know somebody out there likes that OTK Paladin. But now this the, this gives them and other people who like to complain to the devs. For me, like like more license to complain. But maybe there's a card coming that I haven't seen that has charge, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It just I don't want him to do stuff that's gonna put himself in a bad spot because then it just adds more negativity to the overall scene and it's just dumb. Like this is a fun game. I'm trying to like I'm trying to ride this out and have a good time. Yeah. Now I'm I'm not gonna do this for any other card, but since it came up, I'll, I'm just gonna read through the exchange real quick because uh, he kind of explained the thought process behind this one, and I, I feel I like it's interesting. So, um, yeah. the the tweet from Zeddy he says, "Wild is a place to play your favorite decks of old." That statement's becoming more and more untrue every year, and should not be a reason to more continuously balance the format, especially with the introduction of classic. Please reconsider your stance on this, Ixar and company. And Ixar's response, he says, as you know, there's rarely one aspect to any decision. In this case, the potential upsides. Uh, don't have multiple versions of the same card in multiple game modes. It's possible that Wild is just more fun without Bluegill and Stone Tusk Boar. Potential downsides. Players that love using those cards won't be able to use them in the same way. And that Wild potentially is just more fun with Charge on those two cards. In this case, we felt the pros outweighed the cons, but it's not an exact science choice the answer to did you think about this thing is usually going to be yes if we were to change we'd almost certainly just remove the version of stone tusk and bluegill in core and replace them with two different cards instead of keeping different versions across two modes and uh and then he says boar uh, like fyi boar has caused more designs to not exist than any other single card i can think of um, some benefit to getting that space back, though it's possible some of those designs would have slipped through if we were just talking about wild. Uh, so I think okay. it's interesting, and there's potential, at least, that they would just replace these two and revert them as they were in wild. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think I'm comfortable moving on, but it was interesting to hear the designer insight for these two no, that cards. Is, that is cool to hear. If he believes that this will help them... Um, go down the line then that's i didn't have that information so thank you for saying that so that's cool yeah well and there's one other thing that he had mentioned um that i i didn't find the tweet for and i don't want to go searching for it right now but he had said that it sparked some debate internally on the design team and that not everybody was in agreement on these and so hypothetically i i could see this maybe changing later like i think they had a discussion i think he said they had a discussion about it today and it was like oh wow uh, you guys are talking about it already that's pretty interesting and so we are getting more communication from the dev team than we ever have ever before. And I just, I think that's pretty cool. So anyways, there's a few others in wild. I think most of them are pretty straightforward. Uh, the other one, uh, Drenai Totem Carver. It was a four mana, four, four. Battle Cry game plus one, plus one for each friendly totem. They've buffed it. So now it's a four, five. Uh, this potentially is a small buff for even Shaman. Not like barely anybody is playing that deck uh, in quite a while, but this is a small buff. And so I could see um, this this having a small impact. Uh, you guys have any hot takes on this? Well, there's also the, the hero power adjustment. That oh, yes. As well. yes. So maybe that puts a little bit more emphasis on, on Shaman. That's true. That's true. Uh, somebody somewhere is is crying in Odd Shaman, but that's... Again, some a deck that uh, <laughs> was was not being yeah. played very much, and that that'll make things interesting. Um, I'm anxious to try to try it out though and see how it goes. 
not addition not initially on my radar was drain soul uh it's a two it's being do you remember what it was originally i never played this card to begin with i feel bad a little bit uh, uh deal, two, deal damage. two damage it was deal two damage was it the same mana cost though two two uh two mana yeah. deal two okay so they've changed it now number one they've given it uh its spell class so this is now a shadow card uh but it's now a two mana lifesteal deal three damage to a minion so it's essentially uh just the same as that priest spell penance but for warlock so that may be interesting um I, it, it's never seen play in wild before but it potentially could now we'll see yes penance you're right yep. yeah it's basically warlock penance right so we'll see yeah uh here we no, have um sorry, sorry. oh no 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 it's all good uh so the next one up is equality uh it's now three mana change the health of all minions to one and they given it the holy tag. The only thing in my mind that I could think is that, hey, potentially you could drop a copy of this into Odd Paladin for a board clear if you needed to. I don't know that it's good enough to make the cut. Maybe it's a one of. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Paladin. Hey, there you go. I don't know. But people are running um, Lord Barov in, in Odd Paladin sometimes for a board clear. Mm -hmm. And this does the same thing without the body. Or the other ability. Yeah, I mean it's not as good, but it it it's a similar function. I don't know, uh, but I think if you if we're seeing a lot of dark glare or something like that with big giants everywhere or giant taunts in in warlock, like I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but to, to be realistic, it's paladin, it's wild, so I'll pass the pizza and hydra. What do you guys think? Oh, I mean, if you're gonna play one with Lord Barov, like it, it realistically there could be a scenario where you would want to play three, especially like with the amount of giants that are just available. And then mm -hmm. I like removal. Yeah, I, I think that it could definitely be a one of. Odd Paladin's a really good deck right now, and sometimes, especially against Dark Lair, they put up those big giants with uh, Sun Fury Protector or what it, whatever it's called that it, it taunts them all up, and you're kind of hooped. You're stuck. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, this is your way through. So I like it. I I'd definitely give it a shot, at least anyway. And I think in the meta right now it can be pretty good. So And uh big priest can be annoying. Yeah. I mean they'll probably just rise everything back the next turn anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> for one turn you can get rid of them. I'm okay giving it a try. Yeah. Okay, so next up is uh Fire Elemental. Six mana six five elemental. They changed the battle cry. Previously, the battle cry was deal three damage. It's now deal four damage. And again, this is something I think when even Shaman first started, people were were playing this card, and then it lost favor, and no one's put it in in a, in a long time. I've seen it creep back from time to time. Uh, but deal four damage is not bad. It it can clear a handful of things, and it can go face. So uh, again, potentially, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm I think that it will see some. Um, experimenting in even shaman any thoughts pizza uh i think i mean one damage is is pretty huge for for something like fire elemental the body itself like that you get is like substantial six mana six fives are pretty good if, if hunter remembers correctly but like being able to deal four and getting that reach particularly to face i think is important yeah yeah, I it it's uh kind of reminds me more of like a Firelands portal at this point. One damage yeah. shy, but it's dealing a lot more damage and putting a 
like a guaranteed size body. You're not guessing on what you're getting out of it. So I think it's a good card. I mean, I don't know if it's going to see tons of play, but it's definitely better. Mike, yeah, real thoughts? quick, um, yeah, um, I don't play a lot of shaman, but I've been in a lot of scenarios where I have survived and lost by one point. So, like how Pete's pointing out that one damage is a big factor. So, I think for the people who will play this card, maybe they'll see where it'll help out. But yeah, going from three to four, I think is a big jump. Where a lot of minions, you know, have four health, you can't target or you can't kill with that three. So, I like it for them for some players. Yeah. All right. Next up is uh, a change to Lakari Fellhound. It stats have stayed the same, so it's a four mana three eight demon with taunt. Battle cry has changed. It previously said discard two random cards. And now it's been changed to discard your two lowest cost cards. And I think this Yo. is interesting. And I, I think that this is pretty good for discard warlock because it makes uh, it makes playing this so much more predictable. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure without playtesting it. But for me personally, when I have more control over what I'm discarding, I like that better than random. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not worried about discarding my doom guard. Um, I'm, I can discard my Fist of Jaraxxus or my Silverware Golem or, or something like that. And so, I mean, it depends. It, it depends. Um, I think it's definitely a buff. And I like it. I'm curious to see how it will play out. I hit Legend with uh, Discard Warlock once, and I think that was kind of enough for me. It's not really my preferred playstyle, but I enjoy the deck. I think it's pretty cool. So I, I'm curious to, to kind of test play this, and I don't really know personally how it's going to shake out without trying it. But I, I think it seems pretty interesting. What do you think, Pizza? I think I think in theory it's probably like fine to have control over what you want to discard. It's a little bit awkward because like ideally, the lowest thing that you would have like you would go Melkazar's Imp or like Flame Imp and stuff, and then ideally you would go Felhound into like Silverware Golem. But not being able to like cycle into the hand of Gul'dan I think is huge. Um, even if it's like not the type of thing that you have control over, like a lot of the time, if you don't have if you don't have imp into Felhound, like you don't really feel as comfortable playing it as often. I feel yeah. like being able to just like randomly get off of hand is generally going to be your priority in the early game now. Yeah, I, I think one thing that I'd be concerned about too is you're going to toss away Soulfire a bunch, and yeah. get rid of your reach. So that one's going to be a bit of a bummer. <laughs> So I, I I see that as a downside. You got any thoughts on that, Mike? I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that until you just said about Soulfire. Uh, Soulfire is a dope card. Uh, I love getting uh, lethal with Soulfire. So you're right. Um, yeah, I think that's the only the only downside would be getting rid of Soulfire. So like, how do you play around that? Because if you play Soulfire, you might hit this card. So yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely play, interesting because sometimes you yeah, want to discard. Yeah, sometimes you want to discard the lowest card. Sometimes you want to discard the highest card. And so this makes your turns a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. But I, I I still see it as a buff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up is, is a, kind of an exciting one for me. Lord Jaraxxus, they're changing. Uh, previously, it, it was kind of weird. I mean, this was way back. This is arguably like the first hero card, right? where this changed your hero from the warlock and now your lord jaraxxus but in your collection it was a demon it brought you down to 15 health 
And so this has been changed now to just a straight up hero card. Nine mana, uh, you get five armor. Battlecry equipped a three eight weapon, which it previously did, and your hero power remains the same. So for two mana, you're summoning a six six demon, and so I think this is a huge buff to to the card. Yeah. Now there's, I mean, you get all of the upside with without the downside. I think the reason I always strayed away from this was because I didn't want to go down to fifteen health. Mm-hmm. So this is exciting. Uh, and tons of flavor on Lord Jaraxxus. What do you think about about this pizza? Uh, I'm, I think this is very long overdue. Like for the longest time, a lot of people's favorite card has been Jaraxxus, and like you said, the fact that they can they like have to go to fifteen and put themselves really vulnerable is um, always been kind of the downside. It's a good thing that people get the option to play it. I kind of expected um, for a few more adjustments. And I think that there was a conversation that I can't find anymore where people were talking about like what those adjustments would be about like whether or not it would be like eight mana so you can activate but with smaller infernos. Um, but like it's still pretty swingy. I think it's pretty expensive, so I don't really know like what in wild it would go in. I suppose I suppose probably cube if anything. But like I like I just like the idea that people get to play Jaraxxus. It feels like this was very long overdue. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. As a uh, primarily a warlock player, like I, I mean, I feel bad for saying this. I don't really know what deck I play this in. I mean, because I've already got Blood Reaver, Goldan, but especially from a from a more budget friendly perspective, like this is a cool card. Uh, you get some armor. You generate a weapon. You are generating six six minions for two mana every turn, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this is pretty cool. I, I'm not quite sure if I would slot this into Reno Lock or Cube Lock or something like that, but I definitely am interested in trying to play with it. Mike, what do you think about this? I think it's very cool. Um, I think people will have a great time building new decks and trying different ideas out and um, playing this card as a hero card. Like Pizza said, this is long overdue. Yo. The dude who introduced me to Hearthstone played this card and was like, yo, this card is awesome. And, like, after a long time, um, they made uh, the spell that can kill demons. So it's just kind of, like, pointless to play this card. But I'm glad that they showed the respect to Jaraxxus and uh, gave him a new form to, to be playable. Feels good. Feels like it's like a, a feel-good story, kind of like when Pokemon does something good for Charizard. Like, I feel good for Jaraxxus. Like, you know what I'm saying? They hooked him up, man. He deserves it. Give him some shine. I'm excited. That's funny. This one, really, this one really got me. I was really shocked when I saw this. I was like, this is cool. Overdue, but it's cool. Any thoughts, Hydra? I'm just happy to be able to play the card again. Like in, in Wild, it was so difficult to be able to play it at that 15 health when you put yourself just in the burn range. And and now you can play it at a different opportune time and just start making those six sixes. Hey, maybe you want to be super greedy, Nate, and after you've uh, Blood Reaver Goldan. And you've brought your whole board back. Maybe you can turn it to Jaraxxus later, and you can start dropping six sixes. Oh my god, super greedy! That's funny though. Well, not like just for fun. I'm not saying it would be the most competitive. Oh no, yeah, I like that. I think that's pretty funny. I'm excited yeah. to to try it out because they clear your board. Usually, they're waiting because they know you've got Goldan. They know you've got Nazoth, right? So they're just waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. You do both those, and they're like, oh, okay. I got you. We cleared everything, and then suddenly you face Jaraxxus. 
<laughs> Chopping those six sixes. I like Inferno. It. He's so. got my favorite voice lines in the whole game, hands down. Yep. All right. So two more that were changed that I want to cover. The first, uh, the next one is tracking. So before, and I've been, I've seen arguments on Twitter for the last two days, and I don't want to dig into that. There's definitely a change here, and some people think it's good, and some people think it's bad, but tracking is now different. Before tracking, you got to see three cards, you you choose one, you discard the other two. Tracking is now different. Discover a card from your deck. And so the difference is the other two cards go back in your deck. Uh, I've seen some people complaining about it. I've seen some people really excited about it, um, and I've... I, we could spend an entire show arguing the upsides and the downsides to this, but well, I'm, look, show, I'm looking for hot takes. I, so, yeah, not not on this show. This is wild. Like no one plays Hunter and Wild, so this should be the fastest review part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it. I mean, the argument, right, is it's very very briefly is that for super aggressive decks, I want you know I play tracking to get the answer that I'm looking for, and the other two cards I didn't want anyways. And I'm just trying to win quickly. But the counter side to that argument is that in a longer, more control-oriented game, if I'm playing Zul'jin or if I'm playing Nazoth or if I'm playing some kind of more control matchup, like, hey, I don't want to discard this. If it shows me my three and one's Reno Jackson and one's Deathstalker Rexar, like, I don't want to discard one of those. And so, you know, and, and then the the flip side, the then you have the original people saying, well you shouldn't be playing that deck anyways, or that's not how you win. And like, I don't even want to go down that road, but I, I think personally, I am a fan of this change. Uh, what do you think pizza? Do you have any thoughts on this card? Uh, tons, but I'll try to keep it brief. I, think, <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. This is like one of the things that like is um, very, very contestable. And it has been since like the very beginning of, of Hearthstone when tracking was a thing. Um, the concept of like seeing three cards and then having them go away is tough for people, right? Players don't want to lose cards. Like you put them in your deck because you wanted to play them. But the concept of like being able to cycle through your deck, I think, mm-hmm. is like where a lot of people kind of get hung up. You know, you're not playing with you're not playing with three individual cards. You're playing with a deck. You're playing with a game plan. And I think that that's like kind of what tracking represents. And I think that's why a lot of players kind of like it is because getting that decision. Um, being able to use what could be perceived as a drawback in losing those cards and instead turning it into something like cycling or turning it into something like like discarding bombs out of your deck. I think that that's a very fun kind of concept. But on the opposite end of things, I think that the core set isn't really supposed to be something like like that. It's not really supposed to be like this grand kind of kind of play. It's supposed to introduce players into what is Hearthstone. And like, well... What is Hearthstone? You're supposed to like have a spell. It's supposed to teach you how to get to hunter spells. You're supposed to cast those hunter spells. So if I'm a newer player and I really need to understand like what what hunter is supposed to be, putting myself into that position might be a little bit detrimental. And I think that that's something that they wanted to kind of eliminate and just mm. sort of simplify. There um, is a feels bad that kind of comes with playing tracking as a new player. Yeah, I, I think what people haven't really talked about is that this is the first time that we're seeing discover in in like that core set, which means that like. You know, it's kind of official that they're going to be. It, it's kind of officially is an evergreen keyword. It's been in every single set, but like now it is. Now there's like literally zero chance that it's going to eventually cycle out. Which I kind of 
never really expected, but kind of hoped. Um, Good point of view. Yeah. I don't know. Tracking is tracking is a super interesting card, and it really doesn't like it. Really doesn't even look like it on. But it's been discussed time and time again. I like kind of love the card, but I I will agree, and I think that um, I, I guess I, I should just let it drop. But I think. I liked what you said about the core set being for newer players and they're giving it away for free. And I remember many moons ago when I first started, I you would play tracking and be like, well, I don't want to discard these two cards. That feels bad. And then years later, years later as a more developed player, oh, I understand. I don't like, I want the answer. Like you have to play tracking at the right time and you're looking for an answer. And those other two cards, you weren't going to play them anyways. Like I fully understand it, but it took years of playing to get that concept. And so I can see for newer players why that would not be as intuitive. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It takes a lot of turn one trackings to get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that many times, unfortunately. (laughs) Hydra, any any thoughts on this? Uh, no, no. I, I I just think that like we got Ben from work. He's calling it unplayable in in chat here. Um, <laughs> but that's the Ben from work hot take, right? Like Nazoth. But um, I, I I like it for like the new players. Like Pizza said, I always had the feels bad moment where it's like, well. I don't want to get rid of my Savannah high main or whatever. When I was a newer player, like I don't, I don't want to get rid of that card, but um, yeah, the idea was always, we don't want to have to get to the turn where we're playing Savannah high main. We're smorking them down right now. So uh, it's a, it, it was a good card before. I still think it's a good card now. It's, it's just different. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. Mike. So real quick, when I was going for my, you know, 500 gold hunter and 1k, I did use tracking to find lethal. But for this terms of like reviewing this card in a wild perspective, there's Reno Hunter, there's Even Hunter, there's Auto Hunter, and it's not played that much. I do respect the views that Pizza has and the idea of the conversation for tracking overall. I do respect that idea, but I was just being more realistic of playing wild all the time when I shouldn't, but I do. But it's like you rarely see hunters. And then you rarely see them play a card like that. It's, I was just trying to keep it wild. Like, it, it is it is sad to see the idea of playing tracking, and like you know, like you're looking for a certain card. You might get that card or a different card. Two cards get removed from the deck, which puts you closer towards uh, kill command or arcane shot. But this is me pulling memory back from how long ago. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when I used to play hunter all the time. But it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to try it and see how it goes, I guess. All right, there's one last card that I wanted to touch on. And I think touching on uh, nine cards out of 51 is, is pretty good for us. So the last one up is Warhorse Trainer. Uh, it's They've uh, buffed the card now. Uh, I, bu- I believe it was a three-mana 2-4. Silverhand Recruits have plus one attack, and they've buffed it now to a three-mana 3-4. Three, and so clearly, like this is just a buff for Odd Paladin. I, I don't have anything else to say. Like The card is good. Mm-hmm. It was already seeing play. Now it's just better. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one hundred percent agree. I don't see any downside to this. So I, I don't. Cool. Not quite sure why they did it. I don't really think it needed a buff. But I mean, it was already in my deck, and now it's staying. So whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not uh, in standard the ability to summon as many 
Silverhand recruits as they're in and as there is in Wild. So maybe they just wanted to make doing that a little bit better by giving an extra attack to a horse trainer. Yo, Pizza, was this card ever on your radar? And do you think this change makes a change? And as far as like cards to buff or to include, sorry, say it again. As far as like cards, cards to buff or include in the core set. Oh, like the like the Warhorse trainer. Like, was this ever like on your radar? Do you think like this change to this card like matters? Like, what's uh, your I think. Of? I mean, I think that like we talked about before with the core set, like being able to set up for the future of Hearthstone. I mean, it kind of alludes to more cards to build, buff up Silverhand recruits. Um, now in standard and future sets, they already have uh, the five five legendary whose name escapes me. They probably well, want that card to see a little bit more, a little bit more play as a result. Maybe they'll post um, some more paladin support as a result. Try to shift mm. things away from Librams. Okay. Oh, so like, is your viewpoint like? I'm um, sorry if I'm late to the party. I'm always late to every party. Is your viewpoint more like whatever we see in this core set is like? what they're going to like um kind of like base the game around going forward and they're going to have like more space to create discover cards and more silver hands for paladins is that what you're saying yeah we kind of uh we kind of glossed over in the bluegill conversation but the fact that there are like cards like bluegill warrior that remain although adjusted uh, means that there's probably going to have to be support right there's only five murlocs but there's still like there's still cold light seer there's still bluegill uh as as a rush mini now instead i mean there has to be some sort of like additional card printed to justify this being there in the first place you're not just going to hero power and then slam a warhorse trainer right so we kind of have to see what what barons brings to us and then we'll see what the other stats and see if this gets better as a result it's also got spider tank stats so that was always good right oh yeah spider tank (laughs) (laughs) all right all right you guys so that is it for the uh changed cards so now we've got the the cards that are brand new, brand new set. Uh, so these will be interesting, and I think um, not not going with our traditional scoring guidelines, but looking more for kind of hot takes on these cards. Do we think they're going to be good or bad? Uh, I think a lot of them will take play testing before we really know for sure. But I'm interested to see kind of what everybody thinks. So I've got them in order that they are um, by by class and mana cost. Uh, so first up, we start with Demon Hunter. So the first up is Corvass Bloodthorn. It is a two mana, two two legendary minion with charge and lifesteal. After you play a card with Outcast, return this to your hand. Uh, seems like to at least me. Quick hot take. I I think you could potentially play it in Wild if you're going with a really you know low statted aggressive uh, deck. I know some people early on were playing a pirate package with glide and stuff like that. I I think mostly in wild, we're looking at odd demon hunter. So this doesn't fit into that obviously, but the idea that they printed another charge card, um, particularly a charge card with lifesteal, there's definitely some potential, uh, because of the outcast return it to your hand, you can play charge lifesteal more than one time in one turn. And so this potentially can fit into some kind of OTK demon hunter. I'm really curious to get Ben from works hot take on this later. I think there's some potential here and I think that the card design is very interesting. Uh, pizza, what are your thoughts on this card? Yeah, I agree. The card design like looks like it's poised for a lot of potential. seems like you can do it quite a few times. I, I just don't, see how like i don't see like what outcast card i'm going to want to play where i'm also getting this in or like how i'm supposed to exploit it to kind of get to 
that like big swing turn the same way that like I would with other with other demon hunter kind of combos that exist. It's kind of tough because like most of the time, like you're even if you like discount Corvus the first turn, it's going to be bounced back, and then you're just going to have to cast it for two again, right? So oh. where is this mana coming from? Where are these Good cards point. coming from? Yeah, I, and I'm curious. I mean, maybe we'll see some cards from Barons that you know do something but like you said because it bounces back to your hand you don't want to be adding buffs to it because then they're gone when when the card comes back to your hand so i don't know i mean i think that there's some combo potential here not quite sure what it is yet though hydra any thoughts yeah they kind of ruined it for me pizza that's a really good point <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> let's, let's get some th- thors and ticks on it and let's uh just keep smacking them in the face over and over again but i mean you could there's definitely potential maybe there's stuff on board that's buffing your minions that are on the board sort of sort of thing like raid leader sort of action i don't know something that's giving your onboard minions a buff it, as long as it doesn't say hey loser i'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> the, that that's all uh, <laughs> coming from a guy that's been playing a deck with pen and flinger in it it, it annoys me even when i play it but that's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> what about you mike what do you think um, I think it's cool that that has charge since you know they just took charge away from everything. So that's got to be sweet. Um, yeah, there's got to be a way you know to give minions an attack, boost your weapon up, go face, play Kane, a whole bunch of combos. Like when I say combos, I mean like cards played in succession. But I think it's a cool card overall. I think it's pretty sweet. Charge life steal. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for all these new cards. Like new card season for me is like Christmas, yo. I'm excited. Yeah, I like it too. There was a question about, hey, if you somehow discount this card, whether it's discounted Outcast or whether it's Emperor Thoris and Tick, once you you play it, when it returns to your hand, it no, it will no longer be discounted. It'll be back to its original cost. That's that's how these cards work. So uh, you're only going to get that bonus once. All right, next up is um, Ganarg Glaivesmith. This is a 3-mana three 3-2 three, demon with Outcast. Give your hero plus 3 attack this turn. I kind of like this. I mean, er- early hot take for Odd Demon Hunter seems pretty good. I mean, the deck generally is very aggressively... Like, it's an aggressive deck, and this is aggressively statted. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wish... I- I'm not quite sure. Like, I'm not quite sure it's good enough, but... It, it it's an aggressive card and that's what demon hunter looks to do so um I, th- I think it's potentially okay i'm hardly the demon hunter expert with my 150 wins so i'm just gonna pass it over to pizza yeah i like this card too i mean it's it's very simple you outcast it you get an attack you get a body um it's got a demon tag i mean the card's kind of just solid just you know just a just a strong card shows up to work and does his job every morning. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hydra, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, worst case scenario, it's a Bloodfen Raptor, right? You play it for tempo if if it's not outcast. If it is outcast, awesome. Now you can like with with Demon Hunter, like you don't even if you don't have a weapon. You can clear whatever's in the way, or you can just keep smacking face like you love to do in Demon Hunter. So I think it's a solid card. It's got that number three on it. It's odd. So I'm definitely going to give it a, a shot, especially since I only have 42 Demon Hunter wins because I've never played the darn class. So uh, I need to get some <laughs> golden uh, Demon Hunter cards apparently with this core set. So I guess I'm going to play Demon Hunter and I'm going to give this a try. 
What do you think, Mike? Yeah, so like you know, most all most demon hunter decks, you know, you want to go fast, hit him in the face. Uh, this is very easily put on the left or right side of your hand to get that plus three attack. If you really want to go face, you'll make sure you do it. I think it's cool. Um, I'm really excited. We got a lot of cards to get to, and I, I really want to hear Pizza's opinion on a lot of these because I talk a lot. I talk a lot here. I got my own stream, so I want to hear what Pizza says. So let's get to the next one. I like it. All right, next one up is the final demon hunter new card. It's called Illidari Inquisitor. It's an eight mana eight eight demon. With Rush, after your hero attacks an enemy, this attacks it too. Uh, I think this is really interesting because they were hinting early on about a more control style or like a big demon hunter. And the the damage potential for this is pretty crazy. So, I mean, I mean it still costs eight, so that's a thing. And in wild, it's probably just too slow. But uh, hear me out for two seconds, right? an eight mana like an eight attack rush and then your hero attacks and then this attacks again and so and this what it says is after your hero attacks an enemy this attacks it too so it targets the same thing and so potentially on on nine right i drop this hit you know clear their board of a, of a minion attack face and then this attacks face for eight like dude that's that's pretty crazy I think there's potential here. I don't know what the heck deck it goes in in wild. I, it's in fact, it's probably too slow. Uh, and maybe someone like Wildcard who plays like a Reno Demon Hunter or a big Demon Hunter can make it work. But the ability, I think, is incredibly strong. Uh, Pizza, what are your thoughts on this? It's definitely. I, I really definitely think that it's too expensive for a wild. But I guess from a design standpoint, the... The card like looks really, really interesting. I mean, it's a demon, so there are tons of ways like within the demon hunter class to kind of exploit it. There's Skull of Gul'dan. There's the four mana card that discounts a demon. There are a lot of ways to activate um, to its its ability and to be able to go off. Like it has rush itself, so it protects itself. Like it's a super interesting card. It's like really, really impactful, and I kind of hope that you see it a lot in standard. But I like really don't think that it's going to see as much application, if any, in wild. Yeah, it's definitely very slow. I think what Demon Hunter needs in wild, anyways, is a like a void caller. Otherwise, it's it's just way too slow. Yeah, Hydra, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's the direction I was gonna lean, Nate. If there's a way to get it out of your hand without paying the eight mana for it, Demon Hunter doesn't want to see turn eight in in wild so i think this is way too slow maybe yeah once we get a way to cheat it out or down the road a couple years down the road when there's more demon hunter sets and this can go in like a reno deck but i don't think it's gonna see any play right now i will say when when your opponent drops this on the board you're gonna be sad 100 percent of the time (laughs) right mike what do you think I think it's a fantastic ability. Um, I like scenarios where if you have like True Aim Crescent, um, you could attack, this pops it. And then also like there are plenty of games where there are players who don't go anywhere near Legend or Diamond. So this could be a pretty cool card. You know, you're in a scenario where you're in a top deck war and then boom, you top deck this. You know what I'm saying? Like this is pretty cool. I like the ability overall. I think it's cool. Nice. All right. Well, that's it for new Demon Hunter cards. Uh, next up is Druid. There's only one new card. This is called uh, Nordrasil Druid. It's a 4-mana 3-5 with a battle cry. The next spell you cast this turn 
costs three less. Uh, it seems interesting to me, especially when we. Sorry, yeah, yeah, especially when we've seen recent cards like Solar Eclipse, uh, <laughs> that are very powerful. Oh yeah, there's potential here. I mean, I don't play a lot of Druid, so I don't feel like I'm all that qualified to talk on this card. I think the ability is potentially pretty powerful, although in Wild, I'm not quite sure what deck this goes in. So I don't know. For me, this is on like a watch list, but. Uh, I, I don't really see it going in anything, but I'm cautiously optimistic. What do you think, Pizza? Uh, it doesn't really, like... The problem is it doesn't really do anything, right? Like, you would have to replace a card in a pre-existing deck to kind of get this to, like, where it is. The only uh, real wild deck that I know is the infinite, like, armor deck. Do you guys know mm. what that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In, uh, oh, yeah, line, yeah. line Cracker? Line Cracker, yes. yeah. And, like, I guess, like, the bodies were already kind of um, occupied with the taunts. So, like, being able to replace a slot just for just for a 4-mana 3-5, like, it just doesn't really seem like it does enough to get you to, like, start moving towards your end game. It just sort of seems like a body, and you already kind of have that. I do want to touch on one thing that you said really quick, and what we often have to ask ourselves in Wild in particular is, we've got all these decks that are really refined, and so this has to be good enough for us to remove something from our existing deck and put this in. And so the question is, is it good enough to replace something or does it create some new archetype? And I think, unfortunately, the answer with this is probably no. But I don't know. Hydra, any thoughts? I mean, in a vacuum, uh, it sounds kind of neat, as pointed out in chat, that it's technically, if you have a card to play it with, it can be like a one mana three five. But it's not like you're actually playing that on on turn one. It's something that you're you're doing later. So it's it sounds cool. I don't think it's slotting into any deck anytime soon. But hey, there's some amazing deck builders out there. So something broken could happen one day. I don't I don't think it's going anywhere right now. I don't like it personally. Mike, what do you think? You're muted. Of course, rookie mistake. First day, first day on the show. I think this is a win for Druid players. If not every other day, every two, three days, I run into a handful of players who are playing this deck. I thought it was a joke, but it if you're not ready for it, it destroys you. Um, Clown Druid. So I like this card. Uh, you know, we do wild reviews. You got to slot one and slot one out. I think this card easily could replace um, the five slot in Anubisath Defender. Having a spell discounted by three in this deck, I think is pretty strong. Like very, very, very strong. Looking at cards like Overflow and Survival of the Fittest, mm. it, it just I, I think it's awesome. But that's my small take. I don't want to take too much time. My only my only concern is that it, it doesn't say your next spell I think if it said your next spell costs three less, it would be amazing, like broken almost. But it says it costs your next spell this turn costs three less. And so you really have to be able to math it up the right way. And so it, it becomes a little bit there's more no, difficult to no play. No, there's two lightning blooms in this deck. I don't think that's difficult whatsoever. Yeah, I guess you would have to play... I've, I've talked about rookie mistake. I've made uh, that before where you, you play something like this or your solar eclipse and then you play your lightning bloom. I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> no, you just do... No, you hit lunar eclipse. You hit this lightning bloom over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Because this actually, this actually works. 
Uh, normally, I wouldn't take the time, but I think this is actually good. So, this card can replace a new Sap Defender because your next spell will cost three less. So, there are turns where you can set up your Lightning Bloom in this card, and you can play Survival of Fittest for seven um, with that um, extra mana from Lightning Bloom. And, like, from that point out, like, it's, it's really hard to come back. I only say it from, like, coming across this deck, and I'm just like, oh, this will be easy. You know, like, wipe out their clowns, and then they pop that Survival of Fittest when they pull back. Um, what's the what's the new old god? Your charge? How do you pronounce it? Excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce it right. But he yeah, brings it back. Yeah, corrupted. And I I just say it because I've seen the combo over and over played consistently. So it's not just like a fringe idea like Mizaki, but like seeing this work over and over. I guess the question becomes like, do you want to put yourself into that type of position where like you have to chain these cards together over the simplicity of Anubiseth Defender? Like it's a lot simpler to just go overflow into Defender. Or survival into defender than it is to like be like okay i have a norgesil now i have mm. to find like x card x spell and so on and so forth like it's a lot more effort than is really necessary i think good point yeah that's where you make you guys coming from good more effort you're right you're right i just i just see I, hey i'm down here like diamond so that's what the diamond five and ten floors for man that's funny all the fun stuff <laughs> Hyder, any thoughts before we move on? No, I'm good. All right, next up is the Hunter class. There's only one new card. This card is called Selective Breeder. It's a two-mana 1-1. One, one. Battle Cry, discover a copy of a beast in your deck. Uh, I think this is interesting. I, I think it's kind of slow for Hunter as a two-mana 1-1, one, one. but the Battle Cry, discover a copy of the beast in your deck could be right in, in the right deck. I, again, like I'm not a really... Uh, a big hunter player and so I, I i'm a little bit skeptical of this i think it's a little bit slow but the discover mechanic is pretty strong uh when it's a copy of a beast in your deck so it's definitely a build around i think in the right deck it could be powerful but it still feels a little bit slow to me if it was a like if it was a one mana one one with this i think it'd be like super good but i don't know i i i'm cautiously optimistic Again, I don't think I'll be really playing it, but I think in the right deck, like, hey, uh, discover that King Crusher that you're looking for would be kind of cool. What do you think, Pizza? Yeah, it's a bit expensive. A two-mana 1-1 one, one that generates a copy of a thing, it doesn't defend very well. I think if it defended the board a little bit well, better, then perhaps like you would be able to like make some sort of, build some sort of scenario, but the biggest, like, the biggest positive that i've heard and talking about this is like setting up some big combo card but some big combo play but like i don't i'm just not seeing you're, you're just very likely to get run over if you try to do this into some beast yeah i tend to agree um like tutors are really really nice they usually are great cards it's to me reminds me of stitch tracker but this is specifically for beasts like with stitch tracker you get to find your I don't know, whatever you want monster, yeah right? like, so now you're limited to a beast so until they give me a beast that slots into a highlander deck i don't know like <laughs> something, something like that, that that you want maybe a second copy of that's now in your hand like, i mean that could be cool but i'd rather play stitch tracker yeah exactly this just seems like a worse stitch tracker to me that's a slizzle review right there <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Hunter card. 
I wish it was one mana. If it was one mana, cool, but it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Mage then. Mage got one card. Uh, why Mage got a legendary card and, and all of the other classes um, did not quite make out so well, I don't know. Uh, this card seems pretty cool. It's called um, Agewind the Guardian. It's a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five legendary with spell damage plus 2 and a death rattle. The next minion you draw inherits these powers. Like first off, yes, from a from a design space perspective, like this is something that they haven't done before. Like this combination of things, and it just seems really cool to me. I mean, the idea of it. I, I'm not what quite about, sure where it fits. What in. about the the weapon, um, the paladin weapon, uh, Valkyrie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. It's it's similar to that in that it gives uh, yeah. a thing the death rattle like this. Um, I like it. I think from a um, class identity perspective, spell damage in mage is definitely a thing. And this is very interesting. I'm not quite sure where it fits in, but the card seems good. Like, I don't really see any downside to it. Uh, I think that in the core set, especially from a standard perspective, they pulled uh, Archmage Antonitis. And so this replaces that, I suppose. I, I like the card. I struggle a little bit to figure out what the heck I play it in, in wild. Um, I mean, you could put it in odd mage if you're playing that, which nobody really is, but uh, maybe in some kind of Reno deck. I don't know. I mean, the the card definitely doesn't seem bad to me. I don't see any real downside to it. It seems kind of cool. I just struggle with where to put it. Uh, what do you think about this pizza? Uh, to start with, I, I really like the card. I think that it's really powerful. I think the wording on it, is absolutely horrible and everybody yesterday was like super super confused about like the the words these powers it um, is confusing yes i agree to to clarify like it it gets all of the abilities of the future minions as well and i think that that's like the really really big part about it is that this card now scales right so if you get uh if you draw into a loot hoarder with the death rattle now suddenly the ability is death rattle draw a card and then whatever ability that you want outside of it right and that keeps like growing and growing um i think that cards like that probably are the type of thing that can like create some sort of potential to create a different type of archetype like you said maybe reno can just have this in it and then it can just sort of scale that spell damage into whatever other minions are available but i like the idea of it you know, it seems like a pretty fair card, a five mana five five that protects itself theoretically and has spell damage. Not bad. I mean, it just sort of does. It just sort of does stuff, right? And it's up to you as a player to kind of figure out what that stuff is. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, for the whole, yeah, odd mage thing doesn't seem super viable it's not a really viable deck a lot of people are playing i mean you you can try it but it it doesn't seem like a a good idea to me with spell damage i mean unfortunately odd mage their burn spells are even cost cards right so (laughs) that's not not the best so i don't know i don't see a home for it at the moment but yeah maybe a reno deck maybe Hey, we, we never know. Maybe there will be some odd cost burn spells one day, but I don't see this card pl- getting any um, play anytime soon. What do you think about it, Mike? Um, I really like the idea of it. Like, it looks cool. Uh, here I go. I'm about to say it. Sorry, the artwork is amazing. <laughs> um, 
Just wait till we see it in Golden. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, it's a cool idea. This will be beautiful when we have a custom series, something. But on ladder, do what Pizza said. Just play cards that don't. It's not confusing. Just be real simple and just just win. Yeah. <laughs> the word. I don't like the wording. He's right. It does bother me. Um, I didn't think about it before. So uh, how do you, how do you pronounce this? Is it Agewin? Agewin? Agewin, I believe. This there's definitely. We'll talk to Goliath later. There's definitely a lot of lore with this card. Okay. All right. Cool. So um. All right. After this Guardian card, uh, we're moving into Paladin. Yo, Pierre Paladin, stand up. I'm excited for this. These cards are really bad, but I can't wait. So this first one here is uh, Reckoning. Wait for it to pop up on my screen here. We're working in uh, tandem. Excited for this. I think one's a secret, one's not a secret. Yeah, this is a secret. Um, one mana secret. It does have the uh, holy tag on it, so that's new. Uh, yeah, one mana secret. A- after an enemy minion deals three or more damage, destroy it. What do you think, Mike? Oh, there we go. Sorry, I was waiting for it to pop up on my screen. I apologize. Yeah. Um, no, it looks really cool. Um, I would love to discover this off of Hydrologist. Um, other cards that give me secrets like Desperate Measures. I'm thinking of my really small uh, pure paladin world, how cool this would be um, to find. Uh, I, li- I like this secret for what it is. Um, I don't think this would be a card I would add as a main, but you know, when you discover random paladin secrets, this could be a cool one. Let me... Um, pizza, what would you think? Excuse me? Oh. Uh, I think that it's pretty interesting. I mean, deal three damage means that even if it trades, the the potential minion will wind up being being killed. Um, cards like Alexstrasza that have come into play effects will also like be significantly like difficult, more difficult to play into cards like this. I think that secrets in general are kind of easy to play around, but you still have to respect them, and I think that that's the important part about the whole. Mm-hmm. The whole process the fact that paladin has something like this available to it means that you're going to like wind up in a lot of different scenarios where they can randomly generate a secret but traditionally it's always been kind of difficult for paladins to main those types of secrets unless there's some sort of mysterious challenger running around so the hot take on this card is that it destroys spawn of shadows in reno priest so i mean you have to have the perfect storm right they You've got this secret up. They play spawn and go to combo off. As soon as spawn does four damage, bam, it's dead. And so that's a really interesting interaction. I don't know how realistic it is to expect to pull that off. But yeah. for people who are consistently saying Chain Raza or uh, Reno Priest is OP, then this is, a, I guess, a potential roundabout solution. Yeah, as long as they don't already have a minion on the board that can deal the three damage first. I think for me, the difficult piece is going to be remembering to test, uh, you know, test for this particular secret. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I do appreciate about it is I love when they add secrets to the game, whether they're good or not, just because it adds something else to play around. Like. For me, it's it's just interesting because, mm-hmm. like, you know when you're playing against Secret Mage, which we all do very, very often, and somebody's running Potion to Polymorph, and you're like, really? 
right? Like something that you didn't expect. So, I mean, I, that's that's where I like this. I like this. It say it's not seeing play a lot, but the one time that you expect that they're going to be playing any other secret, and then this procs because you were going to. I mean, see, the one thing that I, I don't like about it, I guess, is it you're allowed to deal the damage first, so this isn't going to stop, like, a, um, a Leroy Jenkins, right? Like, you're still going to get your Leroy lethal, so you're kind of you're hooped there. It's because it procs after. So, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't think it's the best card in the world, but... Where I, mean, I think this weird. gets interesting is where we've got... I- it's whether or not it's cumulative damage. So take, for example, a Flak Mage or a, um, a Flame Waker that's like pinging off one damage, one damage, one damage. Like, does that count? Like when it gets to six, mm-hmm. is it dead now? Or Flak Mage, hey, what if it, you know, it deals two and then two more and then two more. Now it's dead. And it doesn't say, it just says damage. So is it damage to a minion? Is it damage to the hero? Like... I don't know. I I just think that this is interesting. Not I mean, hero. Hero. Uh, it just says deal three or more damage. So this yeah, is like, this is interesting. Flak I think off, when you have a couple minions on the board, Flak Mage is already going to deal over three damage to those minions. That's true. Oh, that's true. So if you have just two on board, two minions on board, and then they play Secret after the Flak Mage, according to the text, that would Flak be four Mage damage, right? Yeah, yeah, it's four yeah. damage. Uh, yeah, I this will be interesting. I think it's probably, you know, I I think it's probably three or more damage in one turn. Like it's not going to tally over multiple turns, but uh, yeah, this we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I don't think we should spend too much time on it, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have pursuit of justice, which is next. So this is a two mana uh, paladin spell. Uh, reads give one attack to silverhand recruits you summon this game so this kind of has like the lothraxian effect where like the lothraxian after you've played that now you get divine shield on all of your silverhand recruits this same thing you you play this and for the entire game afterwards you're getting the plus one attack so I mean, if even paladins ever a thing again hey they said they're going to revert a bunch of nerfs what do we think about call to arms right never know so call to arms that would be amazing that that comes back your silverhand recruits are now better could see play in that deck if you know we get a reversion uh, on that pizza what do you think about this card yeah i'm also looking forward to see i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing how the the nerf uh reversions kind of go to really like reevaluate most of these newer cards I mean, the whole the whole key is to have odd paladin generating a bunch of dudes and then being able to like build on that. This doesn't obviously doesn't do that because it's not it, because it's not odd. But I mean, be I mean, in your paladin plan, if you're going to make a bunch of silverhand recruits, you would want them to be as big as possible, right? It just doesn't do that, and that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of one of those two mana do nothing sort of spells. Like yeah, you're... I want to be hero powering, right? Like, yeah, like. Yeah, you're taking turn two off to do this, losing tempo to do this, hopefully gaining it back afterwards. Yeah, I have no real thoughts on this. I play a lot of Odd Paladin, and this doesn't do anything in that. 
I think in even Paladin, it's not really a deck, but we'll see depending on uh, nerf reversions. But I, I still, I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really see it. But I think it's an interesting effect. Uh, someone mentioned that you could add two in one deck, which would be potentially interesting. But I think it's a two mana lose tempo. Mike, what do you think? I love Paladin. It's it's my favorite class, like since the start of this game, and like. It just it makes me sad to see this. Like I wish this was like attached to a body and maybe a legendary, so you only have one. But it just as a spell, like I'm not putting this in any Paladin deck I play ever anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's keep moving on. Then next up is uh, we move into the Priest class. We've got Crimson Clergy. This is a one mana one three. After a friendly character is healed, gain plus one attack. So this is one of those new cards where they're talking about class identity. They had mentioned that every class was going to have a one-cost minion that was a little bit overstated that would go towards the class identity. And so this definitely is that for Priest. That being said, I don't think that this really fits into Wild at all unless I was playing, I mean, maybe Combo Priest or maybe uh, Spiteful Summoner Priest. Then I would run this as a one-drop. Uh, it's definitely good stats, but I don't see it existing in the current meta as it exists right now. What are your thoughts, Pizza? Uh, I, I agree. I, I miss I miss being able to play Spiteful Priest in Standard. I think it would have fit really well into that. I mean, the big comparison, I think, for Priest cards is this to Northshire Cleric, and cards are not really, like... I mean, plus one attack does not really compare in the same capacity that cards would uh for something like that it's probably fine in standard constructed but in wild it just gets outclassed really easily by lots of cards yeah i mean you have to ask right would you rather draw a card or gain one attack and 100 percent of the time i'd rather draw the card right yeah hyder what do you think yeah i agree i mean it, it it's like a a worse mana worm for priest um it's back to one mana which is sweet i think the only thing i really got to say about this is this guy's representing canada like take a look at that it's like he's wearing a jersey for team canada and he's got the flag in the background like this guy's ready to go <laughs> i like it mike what do you think yo he is repping team canada that's pretty dope um isn't is there a card maybe you guys said i'm sorry i was answering someone on discord is there a card like this that already heals plus one attack like a one two or something there's Am one I, I there's a two i believe it's a two two light, light warden that at the end of the turn uh does adds an attack to a minion that we used to play in spiteful but, priest there's isn't there like a oh, light, warden. Light, so warden. Like light warden right yeah yeah light warden uh, gains attack when it's healed Oh, this, when it, it's healed? Yeah. Oh, when, no. well i think it's when anything is when anything oh, is anyone. healed yeah it gains attack so this is, this is that reworked a little bit. I mean, it's definitely that priest class identity thing going. Yeah, it's bad. I'm sorry. I'm done. All right. Mike, you want to take this next one? Yeah, no problem. Let me see. All right. So that was Crimson Clergy. Our next card coming up is called Focused Will. Let me see. I know I'm a little bit behind on the stream. I'm excited to see this. Focused Will. Which Discord was showing your screen? But you know how technology works. <laughs> All right. Focused will. One mana priest spell, rare quality. Uh, silence a minion, and then give it plus three health. Um, 
in the moment, I can't think of a scenario that I'll use this, and I don't remember myself writing anything down for this card, so I'll pass the pizza. Uh, Silence Priest, I guess, like is really the only, the only real application. I think uh, the most interesting part about this card to me, when looking over the set, was that this is one of two Silence cards in this set. They've rotated out Earthshock, they've rotated out Literal card Silence, and now mm. it's this and Iron Beak L that I think are holding it down. I think it's pretty interesting, and it kind of again sets a precedent for like future, future sets. But as far as this card goes, that's like the only real thing that you can really do. They did reprint the the Razor Leaf, so maybe, maybe that's something that like they they want to have happen a little bit more support for Silence Priest in the future. Silence Priest. <laughs> I just I don't I think the artwork is cute, and that's all I got to say about this. Hydra, what do you think? Yeah. Um... I mean, there's going to be a time where I discover it and I'll be happy because I was looking to get through a taunt or something like that. Other than that, I'm, I don't really have a reason to play this card. So I don't like it. So let's move on to the next card. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will say, I remember when silence priest came out and it was a thing for a week there and everyone's like, Oh my God, nobody expected it. But like, realistically, it's not competitive. All right, Hyder, yeah. you want to take this next one? Sure. We have Thrive in the Shadows. So this is a two-mana spell for Priest that says, Discover a spell from your deck. So this is kind of like a Primordial Glyph, except this is specifically a spell that's in your deck, right? So you can tutor the exact one that you would like. You're not going to get the, the discount on said spell but uh i really think that if you're looking for something specific this is the way to get it you are mulliganing for this if you need something that's higher up it just it's it's a pretty sweet tutor i like it i think it's a good card uh pizza what do you think is this not also an extra shadow visions for like big priest and reno reno priest basically <laughs> oh, yeah that yeah, oh, yeah thanks yeah. it, 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 it is now there's there's a little bit of a difference yeah. because this one says discover so shadow visions would give you a copy right yeah where thrive in the shadows now is discover so you're gonna pull it out of your deck but at the same time especially if i'm playing like reno priest or big priest like, dude, why wouldn't you just run both? I mean, yeah. still, I think this is this is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. That's gross. Big Priest is... I, I mean, Guilty is charged. I was playing it last week. like, But I think it's definitely going to be all over the ladder with this card. Any thoughts on this one, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Put it right in Big Priest. Uh, Blizzard loves to make cards that, you know, go in line with cards that exist. So I think this is great. Uh, I'm not complaining whatsoever. Yo, you guys know me. I was playing Big Priest day one of Dark Moon Fair. So I'm the last person to say anything. I, I can't front. Nope. Great card. Yeah, yeah. 100% goes in my arena, Priest. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is Shadowed Spirit. This is a three mana 4-3. Death Rattle deal three damage to the enemy hero. I don't, I don't really know what to say about this. This is cute. I suppose you could put it in a like a quest priest, but I don't really see myself playing this. There's not a lot of value. It's aggressively statted, which seems a little odd for 
what Priest wants to do. Where the reason I see them printing this card is because they're looking at class identity and they're wanting to give the idea of Shadow Priest more support. So that's where this comes in. It's it's got an aggressive stat line and its death rattle deals damage to the enemy hero. Uh, unfortunately, this is not a hunter card, so I <laughs> I think it's in the wrong class. But it's interesting. Pizza, what do you think? Uh, I think this I think this kind of slots into some of the cards that they wanted for the last format that they included a priest, particularly rally. I mean, you go leper gnome into the the two mana three one that also has death rattle into this into a rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what your hero power is, you're you're still smorking, right? So yeah, was it mind blast? Mind blast this thing. That's like half the deck right there, right? I love yeah. it. That's pretty funny. I but I like the idea of a potential like an aggro priest, dude. Nobody sees aggro priest coming ever. It's like the opposite of what the deck normally does. I mean, especially in wild priest is traditionally so slow. Like first five or six turns do nothing. And so yeah. when you're starting to get smorked down by a priest, you're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so I like it. That's funny. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think this card is pretty cool. Uh, like you said, no one sees it coming. Um, when I see priests, I usually mulligan uh, for like a slower start. So when the aggro priest comes and they bring this heat, uh, yay, that's an easy win on me. So I think it's a pretty cool card. I like it. I like the opportunity just to try out different archetypes. So, hey, if there is a damage priest or the the shadow priest or just some sort of aggressive priest, I'm all in. That mm-hmm. like that sounds fun to me, right? Priest is known for doing the same thing, either rezzing things or doing Reno priest over and over. So, I'm totally okay with it. I mean, I like for fun used to just play like a pirate priest. I even I even put a, the dragon soul in the deck so you could upgrade a weapon before there was like a sphere of sapiens, <laughs> just because you could. Like, why not? So I don't. I, I think it's fun. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if it's going in anything that's currently available, but hey, it's a new new thing. I'll play it. Nice. Hey, um, is March uh, Women's Month? Yes, I believe March is Women's History Month. That's fantastic, because uh, this brand new card right here, man, this card smacks. I'm excited to see this, yo. They're stepping <laughs> up a rogue, yo. So, uh, new rogue legendary, two mana, two, three. Uh, the ability is combo. Uh, add a copy of the last card your opponent played to your hand. The name is Vanessa Van Cleef. Yo, Van Cleef family, stand up. <laughs> They're not ever going anywhere. This is pretty cool. Um, I don't play a lot of rogue. I watch a lot of rogue. Um, I actually never played rogue. Until I saw a pizza streaming rogue, and I don't know if it was a phase. I know, I know you play a lot of different classes and you're good at them, but I know you go through other classes. But at that time, I had never played, and I saw you playing. And I was like, "Yo, I got to try this out" because he was doing some crazy stuff. And like, I know uh, Van Cleef uh, got changed, but Vanessa Van Cleef looks pretty cool. Uh, pizza, yo, what are your thoughts on this card right here, man? It seems it seems fun to play. Like it, it Vanessa kind of puts your opponent in kind of an awkward position, but it's not really one that like comes to fruition a lot. Like most of the time, people are not really going to be conscious of like what they are playing in that order. Um, but it doesn't really give you that much of a payoff. I'm actually kind of disappointed that Vanessa like was printed the way that she was. I sort of expected that if they were going to like reprint a rogue card to replace Edwin, it would probably be something like Zeril. 
and Zeril, uh, which gives you the toxins and gives you like that kind of flexibility. This oh, one yeah. seems pretty defensive, and Rogue seems like, especially considering most of the other kind of Rogue cards that they've printed so far, are much more proactive than this. So just like in a vacuum of the core set, she kind of has like not that much synergy associated with her. Like it's an interesting card. It's kind of fun to be able to like take your opponent's stuff. But like the problem is one, you don't really get a good opportunity for that application. And two, even if you do, you add a copy of one card from your opponent's hand. That was the last thing that they played, which I guess like sometimes is going to be some big finisher that you couldn't like get the beginning processes of if that makes sense. And like, yeah. you can't even really get the same effect. And that it, it's kind of disappointing, but I mean, you know, it, it, it would be very, very difficult to justify reprinting Zeril in this type of a space. And it would be very, very difficult to recreate what Edwin has done for Hearthstone. So mm-hmm. I can't really say that like, you know, I was expecting that much, but it, it's, a, it's kind of a fun and flavorful card. I think that I'll play it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. When I personally play Rogue, I'm usually playing what Rogue is really good at is being aggressive. Like in Wild, I'm I'm playing either like a Kingsbane or like a, an odd Rogue or like a Hook Scimitar Rogue. Anything that I can make a big weapon and I can hit them with, and I'm I'm putting things that are going face. This does not slot into that for me. It's cute. It's fun, but it it doesn't seem to go with my game plan. Like it 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 could possibly go in in a fun deck, in some sort of like milkshake style deck where you're just you're having a great time. I'm not I'm not going to run it in any sort of aggressive rogue, which is what you primarily see on the ladder in wild. So not for me. Super cool effect, Nate. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I love the flavor. And again, this is another Goliath card where there's a lot of lore going on here. I think, unfortunately, this card does not want to do what Rogue wants to do. I feel like there's some missed potential here. I can't word it any better. Pizza said it, and I stand by what he said. I think that's correct. And so I'm fine just moving on to the next one. Cool. Well, up next, we have uh, Novice Zapper for Shaman. It is a one mana three two spell damage plus one overload one i think this is a pretty solid card it's a flame imp it's one mana you of course do have the overload but you are throwing this down on turn one you already have uh, a threat in a possibly aggressive deck it's got the bonus of spell damage or it could be used for spell damage in a later turn where where you need it it's only one mana so you know, often when you're in a position later in the game and you're floating a mana anyways, it's easy to throw this down before, you know, you're going to use some sort of AoE or some spell damage that's going face, something like that. So I think it's solid. It's cheap. It's got a great body. I think it's a good card. What do you think about this one, Pizza? I'm a big fan. I loved uh, I loved Aggro Shaman back in the day when Tunnel Trog was around. I mean, yeah. Very well alongside of it, kind of does everything that you kind of want to do in those types of decks, and it even has spell damage on top of it. Like, I like it. I agree. So, I think this is Tunnel Trog 2.0. Yeah. I agree. I, I think the difficult place is where does this find a home in Wild? If we could bring back potentially Agro Shaman, 
this slots beautifully in like as a one drop this is incredible it's overstated it's got spell damage the overload is not overbearing like this card is great i think it struggles to find a home in wild a little bit but if we can bring back an aggro shaman this card's super awesome mike what do you think yeah i i agree with all you guys's points about the aggro shaman just to keep it short yeah mm-hmm. cool nice uh, okay, well, that is the only new card that Shaman got. So next up, we are in the Warlock class, my favorite class. First up, we've got <laughs> Ritual Ritual of Doom. This is a zero mana spell classified as, as a shadow spell. It says destroy a friendly minion. If you had five or more, summon a 5-5 five, five demon. Um, I think it's interesting as a, you know, a zero mana way to kill your own minion in Warlock is not bad. If you know, you're playing cube or something, you want to kill your own Void Caller. Um, I'm not quite sure what deck it slots in. I mean, you could potentially put it into a Q block. I think in wild, very rarely are you going to get this if you had five or more. I think where it potentially slots in is some kind of zoo deck, maybe, or like someone had mentioned earlier, like a Galakron thing where you're summoning these little one ones that, you know, maybe you put it there. I mean, maybe in Dark Lair, if you've got a full board full of stuff and you can kill one of your things to give yourself a five five but I, I don't really see it because that deck is is i don't know it seems like really pretty good uh maybe it goes in mechathune i'm not really sure i mean I, I don't see myself personally playing this uh especially not to get its effect i think there are other ways that i prefer maybe there's a way to abuse it in, in mechathune like a zero mana kill your own mechathune could be cool I don't know. Pizza, what do you think about this card? Uh, I think on paper I like it. I, I definitely like being able to activate um, Void Collar immediately mm-hmm. in, in Q-Block just to get just to get that immediate action in case, like, in theory there's any any silences, like, as soon as I plop it down in Dark Lair, you could actually use it to to generate to generate the 5-5 five, five immediately. I think in, like, some of the slower lists um, it's probably not as justifiable because you have to take a card out of your deck to get to that point. But like, I really like being able to activate Void Caller immediately. That's kind of like the best case scenario, I think. And yeah, or kill a cube immediately, or kill a Terran Gorfin immediately. I mean, yeah. we've we've learned over time that zero mana anything is typically pretty good. <laughs> so, I could see, I could see it having some potential there. Hydra, any thoughts? That's the only thing I see this for is if yeah, you're going to kill your Void Caller or a cube. I think it is way too conditional if you were trying to run it for the effect of getting your 5-5 demon. Like, I, I feel like that's going to happen pretty rarely. Even, like, if you're running a zoo deck and you're properly trading, you're, I mean, you're always going to obviously want to play this first. But, uh, yeah, I don't see that effect going off that often. But, yeah, if I want to destroy my own minion and get a Void Daddy out, like, I'm game. I'll give it a shot. Mike? Sorry, I just laugh when you guys call it Void Daddy. It just sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've been playing this game for so long. Like, Hearthstone specifically, when new cards come out, I always train my eye for two things. The first thing, look at the mana cost. And then the second thing, see, like, what the first sentence is. And, like, all I see is zero mana, destroy a friendly minion. So this tells me what Pizza said. Uh, activate my void caller so you can't play um, 
any kind of you know transformation effects on it, sap it, stuff like that. And then also, um, I didn't discover it, but I saw someone else talking about it. I forget which Discord. I mean, way too many Discords. They were discussing uh, Mechathun combo that involves uh, Ritual of Doom and Shadow Hunter Vulgen. So I think it's a cool card. Zero mana, destroyer friendly. You guys know Warlock is good. So let's get it. Yeah. All right, next up. Uh, it's Felsoul Jailer, 5 mana, 4, 6 demon, battle cry. Your opponent discards a minion, death rattle, return it. Hmm. It's an interesting effect. I still haven't quite wrapped my brain around this. I think there's some kind of combo potential or disruption potential. Uh, the random part of it makes me not want to play it. I don't think that I would, I don't see myself pulling anything out of any existing deck to add this. Uh, it's definitely some potential combo disruption, but the death rattle is, is, is crappy. I don't know. I don't have, I don't have anything good to say about this. I'm, I'll just pass it over to pizza. Yeah. I guess you got to wonder whether or not this is better than, better than dirty rat, right? Is, is the, the card being in play as like applicable as like the potential for your opponent to get it back? It's expensive. It's, you know. I like the fact that they are including effects like these because these are like always kind of experimental. And if you look back at when Dirty Rat was printed, you'll find a lot of like interesting development developers conversations about like what they were trying to do with Dirty Rat and how this was like a concept of, you know, disruption. But like you got to you got to reevaluate what your opponent is actually planning on doing and then look at how it's going to shape up. And I don't think it works. I I I don't know. I, I'm gonna pass on this. I don't. It doesn't look like something that I'm interested in playing. It seems like a worse rat, like you were saying, pizza. Maybe you can get cute with it somewhere, but not for me. Yeah, uh, this looks like a joke card. Also reminds me of. Uh, oh man, I would have failed Hearthstone Jeopardy. It's like a six mana minion, kind of the same thing. Something moot or loot hoarder or moot. What is it? Not loot hoarder. It's a six mana, like destroys a minion. And then when it dies, it comes back or something like that. This card's silly. I'm good with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know which card you're talking about. It's, yeah, but it was never it's good enough it. to play. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a neutral. So anyway, my um, moat lurker. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> moat lurker. Yeah, man, my brain is crazy. Anyway, next card up: uh, Enslaved Fell Lord, seven mana demon, uh, four attack, ten health. It's got taunt. Also damages the minions next to whoever this attacks. Uh, I love the flavor text. He's not really chained up. He just wears that to scare the imps when they get too unruly. So, <laughs> Why don't I they like just call it Cleave? I, I think... don't know. Man. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I like this card. I'll slide to pizza so you guys can go. Well, I think it's an interesting card. I mean, it definitely it, it gets comes off of uh, comes off of Void Collar, which is kind of nice. Uh, gets summoned off of Gul'dan. I mean, I guess the problem is that like when you when this thing finally like makes it into play, how is it going to be applied to the board? Um, and is that better than is that better than Void Lord? Um, is that better than like all the other demons that are kind of applied already? I think. I mean, it's it's kind of cute. I would want to play it to see like to see like the differences between the two. But I like everything that's kind of happening here. It's also less expensive than the Void Lord, so it's like a little bit more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go for Hydra, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I'm going to touch on this one quickly before you do. Um, 
because you're probably going to have the best hot take on this one. I, uh, I'll just uh, agree with Pete's on that one. It is cheaper if you're going to want to play it out of your hand. If you maybe you just drew really bad, right? And you're playing like a cube deck, you can. I mean, you don't want to rely on drawing bad, but you can, <laughs> you, you, you can toss this on the board before you're going to drop like uh, a Void Lord if that's like wh- what it comes to. I don't play a whole lot of cube, so I, I'm not really sure. I mean, the cleave is really, really nice if you're going to be you know, clearing their board. A lot of the times I like having the Void Lords out, though, because, I mean, it is the most annoying thing to try to get through a Void Lord. This is not nearly as annoying to get through Void Lord. seems like it's a little better at being defensive. This seems like it's defensive and also aggressive in the, the way that you can... If you're trading, right? You could just clear their board so much easier if you if you have this out. But I'm going to send this one over to Nate because Nate is our resident cube block player. So what do you think, Nate? This card is dope. I, it's oh, so yeah. good. It's so good. <laughs> I think, okay, here's here's my hot take. Number one, people have been experimenting with Ticketus and Reno Lock, and it's so-so because when it gets pulled from Void Lord or Void Caller, we don't like that so much. I mean, it's okay. It, there's some anti-synergy with Witch Willow and stuff like that. Uh, this card is awesome. I think, uh, I think a Q block, it potentially replaces void daddy because the, the downside of running void Lords is that the one threes that they summon are awful in your res pool where uh mm-hmm. four ten is way better. Like this, this has, um, this like synergizes great with blood reaver Goldan. Um, you know, or you just run both. I think the, there's alternatively, you've got the Q block, that is running doom guards and i think you could pull doom guard out to put this instead uh q block lately has been struggling to find ways to pop their own cube uh people have been adding animated broomstick into q block and so not not that anybody's playing q block at the moment but you run animated broomstick alongside this you've got a you know an eight mana board clear and so i think the potential for this card is is pretty great um you know, we'll see. And then hypothetically, right? Someone else mentioned uh, in chat that if we're looking at potential nerf uh, re- reversions, un- nerf undoes, that if they get um, demonic lackey and unnerf that, I think what was it back down to five mana or something? Mm-hmm. Um, that this potentially pulls something like this guy, and that's just that's just incredible. And so I don't see a real downside to this. I mean the whole point of Q block is to cheat out giant minions. And this seems pretty cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it necessarily replaces void Lord. It could go alongside void Lord. Like this card just, I don't see a real downside to it. Uh, I like this card quite a bit. So yeah, I, I'm excited. I think this will be a great one. We'll definitely have to play with it. I know that you're going to be probably throwing this in right away. And giving it a shot so you could tell us tell us how it goes yeah uh, we got uh let's move on to the warrior card so warrior got three cards uh the first one we have is blood sailed deckhand so this is in my opinion an awesome card um this is a one mana two one pirate battle cry the next weapon you play costs one less so for all you pirate warrior lovers out there, this does not say the next weapon you play this turn. This does say the next weapon you play. 
costs one less. So it's it's a like a static effect that like this is going to happen whenever you get to play that weapon. So it it's great. It's a pirate. Um, it's it's goes along with your you know your ship's cannons if you got those out. It, in general, this is an awesome card. I like it. I'm going to give it a try. I I don't see any downside to this card. What do you think about this one, Pizza? You like this? Uh, I do. I, I remember watching the the CN versus versus NAEU um like show matches that they had for a while like a couple months ago and there was like a ton of pirate war and that kind of made me a little bit more interested with like ship scanning. I think that this slots in very well. It's an extra patches activator. It's good with ship scanning. It's good that it activates. Um it just sort of leaves that like hovering discount on things. Like I'm a really big fan of just like being able to poise yourself to get those types of big swings and these types of decks. It's one mana. <laughs> That's what I love. Like it's it's so it's so cheap. Hey, we mm. can play fiery unnerf fiery warax. Oh, hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I I just think, you know what? It's a one mana aggressively statted card. One mana 2/1 with a good battle cry. That's static. If it said the next weapon you play or the next weapon you play this turn costs one less, eh? But I don't see a downside to this. I mean, I guess the tricky question is, what do you pull out to put this in? But, man, I don't see a downside. I really like this card. Yep. All right. It's it's solid. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. We've got Warcash. This is a three-mana spell. It says, add a random warrior minion spell and weapon to your hand. Um. You know, quick hot take, I suppose you could put this in Odd Warrior. Odd Warrior typically is a value-oriented deck. It's very slow. It's more reactive. Um, This is sort of... It feels in my mind like a tempo loss. Like, it's a three-mana do-nothing. But at the same time, it's definitely value-oriented. And so in a class that doesn't do a whole lot anyways... It seems okay. I guess the question is, what do you pull out to put it in? And I think that's very difficult to justify. So I don't really see myself playing this. But if I did, that's where I'd put it. Pizza, what do you think? Uh, I think this was pretty clearly a replacement for most of the cards that got taken out of Standard. Um, Shield Block is gone from Standard. And Acolyte was Hall of Famed recently. So most of like the Control Warrior kind of like card advantage effects are now gone. And you would much rather play either one of those than than this in wild. It's a good effect, and it'll probably have application in standard, but they're just better options. So, yeah, yep. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like it's doing anything I want to do in in warrior. I mean, you can add it to a slow grindy deck, but why not just put the cards that you want to play in the deck? Exactly. Instead of random cards. So that one is a pass for me. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. So next we have Warsong Outrider, which is a four mana, five four rush minion for for warrior. And so this card here, I mean, it's aggressively statted. It trades up. However, I mean, it doesn't have a tribe. It doesn't have anything special about it. I think it's it's cool if you want to trade up with it or if you need to play it on curve. I don't see myself running this card. So, uh, Pizza, do you have any opinions on this one? I mean, again, this is kind of like Warcash, War where like Corcoran Elite is gone from standard. They need some sort of replacement. Bluegill and Stone mm-hmm. Tusk Board both have Rush now, so they, they would print something similar to this. 
so that it would kind of exist. I mean, it's it's a nice card, I guess. It's nice, but you know, it doesn't really have any application in Wild. It barely has application in Standard. Agree. It's just a worse <laughs> Corcoran Elite. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, man. Like, I come from the hood, so like, you know, people like will do a lot of bougie knockoffs. Like, this is a knockoff Corcoran, man. Next card, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man all right next up is called uh oh we have now moved into uh neutral territory uh so we've got one two three four nine cards left and we can try to jam through these maybe uh this is the first neutral card it's called fog sail freebooter this is a two mana two two pirate with a battle cry if you have a weapon equipped deal two damage and this is two damage anything could be face could be minion uh dude i think this card is awesome i like this quite a bit this slots into kingsbane this slots into pirate warrior this slots in like wherever i really like this card quite a bit now it's conditional so i think it's better in rogue than it's going to be in warrior but i don't know i mean dude you could even put this in demon hunter if you really want to i don't know Mm. what do you think pizza I think you hit the nail on the head. I like I like the application in Rogue. I like the application in Warrior. It's easier in Rogue, but I have to wonder like where in the pirate deck because it is a pirate. It would it would fit over, especially considering we were we were so happy about um, Blood Sail Deckhand existing. That's now four cards that would have to find replacements. And I don't know if this does as good of a job. One because you already kind of have that damage in the weapons that you have, and it doesn't really like do anything different. So. It's, that's my biggest concern, but I think that I think that Rogue might have the flexibility to include it. I like the fact that it's neutral. I think that's a, a really good point. Like they they didn't try to crowbar it into a specific uh, class. It's not just in Warrior. It's not just in Rogue. So we can you know try to put this wherever we want. We can experiment with it. It is like a solid card. Yes, it's conditional that you need to have that weapon up. Rogue seems like the place that I'm going to try it in. If it doesn't make the cut, it doesn't make the cut, but I feel like we're going to see it. People are going to try it out. Yeah. Mike. Yo, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad it's neutral. Like I just said, um, I obviously think this is a road card, uh, Kingsbane. Um, but yeah, we'll see somebody doing like spear, St. Pete's priest, and this will kill you for lethal. So go ahead. Next card. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hilarious okay uh next what what do we have here overlord now runt runt hack is that how we're going to pronounce this runt hack sure overlord runt hack is a uh neutral five mana three six rush whenever this attacks give plus one plus one to all minions in your hand so Mm. i like the idea of the fact that we have hand buffing capabilities with this card being a neutral card, the one and you can do it instantly with a rush. Downside, this comes at five mana. So it's it's kind of late for a wild deck to be buffing your hand. So if I want to be buffing my hand, I want to be doing that a lot earlier. So uh it's a little bit of a meh for me. Uh Pizza, what do you think about this one? All right, hear me out. Right, right. Evolve Shaman into Doppelgangster. Revolve into this, into another Doppelgangster. I think that's the play. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, apart from that, you're right. It's too expensive. I don't yeah. think that it's actually going to work. 
Yeah, I <laughs> tried. Yeah, I tried to think about it. Like, could this fit in any existing odd deck? And I just don't think so. I mean, it's cute. I, I like, you know, the stats are okay. That rush is always good. The hand buff, I don't even care about. And so the question, like, I played a lot of Odd Rogue recently, a lot of Odd Paladin, and this doesn't go in either of those. And Odd Demon Hunter either. Odd Demon Hunter is super aggressive, and so I just don't see this. I mean, maybe in Standard it's good, or maybe for budget players. I think that's where this comes in is, hey, you get 265 cards for free, and this is a pretty decent statted Legendary. So if my collection is, uh, you know, really small or I'm a free-to-play player, you can jam this in any deck that you play and it'll be okay in wild. I just only makes the cut. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, definitely not. Um, I, so the, the 11 star, Mike, this is bad. The 10 star, Mike, uh, <laughs> I played, I badly played some of pizza's, uh, big warrior and I like the recruit idea, but what was cool for me, which I didn't really realize going into the deck, What's that card? Athletic Studies. When you discover a rush card, like sometimes those rush cards, man, they're like awesome. Uh, so, for Nate's point, for the new players, I think this is a card for them. The feeling of you know rushing this minion in, and then you see that effect of would, would it be those uh, those sticks? I don't know what it would be, but you know all the plus bananas, whatever, go to your hand, boop, uh, bust your hand up. You know what I'm saying? It looks nice. I think it's really a new person card, but um, I, I just wish hand buff was better. For advanced players, if this costs less, it'd be cool. But the fact that it costs five, it's like, nah. It seems cool, but nah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this next card. Yeah, so this next card, um, I had to look it up on my phone. Uh, Talon Forgering. Um, I'm really curious. Uh, that last name catches my eye. Five mana legendary neutral. Uh, three attack, three health. Um, one of my favorite cards, my things about... One of my favorite things about cards uh, is if they have a lot of words on them. So this one's got Taunt, Divine Shield, and Death Rattle. That Death Rattle is draw your highest cost minion. Um, this reminds, not reminds me, this makes me think of um, like a Lore Keeper type of effect, but mm -hmm. they're not the same. So maybe they're like cousins, one degree removed, whatever it is. They all went to the same school, you know, school limits. Um So I think it's a cool effect. Uh, Pizza, what do you think? Uh, I think it's good in like your your Mechathune decks. I think it's like fine and like some like just anything that you're playing something large and you just want to be a little bit defensive. That being said, it's really really slow. I mean, you can like develop a skull, you can get this and get your Void Lord, get your get your just like fatty minions, and then try to go off. And I suppose that like is a theoretical situation that you can build, but it's not a very like consistent or good one. I mean, it's just it's just a very expensive thing for what it's doing, and as wonderful as Divine Shield is, it just doesn't seem like it matches up well against a lot of minions. Yeah, yeah, Mechathune's kind of where I was leaning to. You can guarantee your your Mechathune draw. Uh, we have in chat from Ben from Works bringing out Mike. We, you can get your Mozaki. You want that Mozaki? Yeah. Uh, so wait, you want to you want to put this in Mozaki? <laughs> Ask Ben. So here's uh, yeah here's no, here's no. my thought here's my thought on this card, it well first off this is definitely a lore card right so Talon Fordring is the it, just for those lore people this is the son of Tyrion Fordring, the uh, oh, the, the Paladin okay. legendary, right my son 
That's Got it. So, uh, okay, so five mana, three, three, taunt, divine shield, death rattle. Uh, it's kind of expensive. Like, it's it's way expensive for the stats, right? Uh, I think the only time I see myself running this is if I'm trying to tutor a specific card. I think it would be interesting in, um, you know, hey, if I'm trying to pull a specific combo piece, like I need my Nizoth or I need my Mizaki, like maybe. I think Ben from work hit the nail on the head when he said it's bad, but I like it. And I sort of agree. I I can see the utility. Now, when I I played a lot of Mazaki Mage over the past month, my hot take on that is it's super fun, but it's really frustra- frustrating when Mazaki is like the last card at the bottom of your deck and you're ready to combo off. And so I could see like anytime we have a tutor, uh, like this is like a worse Lorekeeper Polkelt, uh, but it has a specific function. So... I'm tempted to want to try it and experiment with it, but I think at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be good enough. But the effect is super cool. I mean, we've learned over the years that tutor effects have potential to break games, but this card is so slow that I don't see it being super valuable. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move yeah. on. We yeah. we have now the legendary dragons. So uh, we've got the six legendary dragons have all been swapped out. The originals are going to wild, and these are all of the new ones. So first up, we've got uh, Nazdormu, the Eternal. Seven mana, eight, eight, dragon. At the start of the game, if this is in both players' decks, turns are only 15 seconds long. So the thing to, to consider about with all of these dragons is that they're basically a spin off of the original. And so original Nazdormu was, hey, players got 15 seconds per turn. And that card over the years had potential to break the game because people would abuse the timer. And now this only works if both people are doing it. And so you see the, you know, the memes going around, hey, you know, what is it? Like play Nazdormu or no guts or whatever. And uh, it's cute. I mean, the stats are actually good for the mana cost. I think this is more of a meme card, but it's a... it's it's cute i don't really have any other opinion on that i think we played in the listener series maybe (laughs) i don't know uh pizza what do you think Uh, i think it's good that they like i think it's good that they changed nazdarmo to be eliminated you know it sucks to it sucks to not be able to play as fast for whatever reason and then to have a nazdarmo um to be plopped down and then suddenly your game is just like over you know if you're just like literally not capable of like being able to play that fast um, conversely, it sucks to have a Nuzdarmu and to understand that your opponent uh, can't play that fast and then to like have to still play it because that, that is just your threat. Um, I like this workaround. I think that it's a good, fun, and flavorful way for both players to kind of have like that agreement of just like, okay, it's like we're going to play faster. And I think it, it in- invites a lot of um, potential potential tournaments where everybody can play with Nuzdarmu. I'm excited to see that immediately happen as soon as this. As soon yes. as this releases. Thank you for saying that. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, uh, I I think they have got the exact same feelings on this. I am stoked to see this in a tournament, possibly the listener series. Uh, like having this as a, a condition, people can play it if they want. People don't have to. I love that you get to choose. 
to play this. Like, it's at the start of game. There's no shenanigans where someone can shuffle this in your deck. Nothing like that. Like, everybody has to choose to play this. So I think it's good. I think it's good for the game. I'm glad that they uh, got rid of the original just, you know, for the sake of, like, yeah, it, it can, you know, put you on your toes, on edge when somebody drops it. But at the same time, there are ones that play this game that don't have the ability to take that turn. There are people that um, can't use a mouse, for example. People that use eye trackers to play the game, stuff like that. So, like turns could be a little take a little longer to do. So, I think it, it was a good move. I think it was a good move to uh, get rid of that card. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, as a commissioner, listener series, we will be having season two, three, four, or five in the future. But at the same time, I plan on literally running an internal series. This is the core set. Everyone has access to this card, so we'll be running both at the same time. I really appreciate Pizza for being cool and thinking that that's a cool idea. There have been some other people who are leaders of their communities, and they're just trashing the idea of playing the speed test, and like I'm all for it. Everyone gets access to it, so this is cool. This is very exciting. As you can tell, I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, speaking of speed, let's move on to the next card. We've got Alex Straza, the Lifebender. So this is uh, the new take on Alex Straza. So it's Battlecry now reads, choose a character. If it is friendly, restore 8 health. If it's an enemy, deal 8 damage. So this is a new, more uh, versatile effect that uh, Alex Straza has. It says character. It doesn't say hero, right? So... Uh, instead of 15 damage or heal, we have 8, so that's significantly less. But this could seriously be like a, a a more stronger fireball to the face because now, like, this can get you lethal, right? Like, you can... you're. It definitely can be a finisher. It can save you in a pinch. I think it's more versatile than it was before. And, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if I was a new player and I opened this up and I got this awesome new legendary to play around with. I, how competitive it's going to be, I don't know. It's it's old. It's it's going to be, you know, played late in the game. It's expensive. So, uh, time will tell, I suppose. Pizza, you got some feelings on this card? Uh, this is probably my favorite dragon of the, the new cycle. I like yeah. the flexibility of it. I like the application. Like you kind of you kind of touched on it. I think it's really expensive, and in wild, the only like nine mana card that I've seen played has been played for free. So it's it's um, difficult to like really plan from the start of your game, but it's still Hearthstone. You can still randomly generate this like all over the place through a variety of ways. So mm-hmm. we'll see if like it actually gets that application <laughs> that versatility into wild. I yeah, I think for wild it's kind of slow, but. Cream Puff has a good point. Better King Crush. I think that the versatility is what sells me on this card because, hey, I can heal a minion. I can heal myself. I can do eight damage to a minion. I can deal eight damage face. If there's taunt, I can go over the taunt. Like, there's just a very versatile. Do I think that I'll put this in any of my existing decks? Like, eh, I sort of doubt it. But like Pizza was saying, there's so many ways to discover dragons that if I get a discover a dragon card and this is one of the options, I'm probably going to pick it most of the time because it's really cool. I agree with also that of the dragons, this is probably my favorite. The effect is super cool. Like just there's, it's so versatile. I love it. What do you think, Mike? 
Yeah, um, I think this uh, very cool effect. Um, either heal or deal. Um, I'm going to deal eight every time. Hmm. Uh, fantastic card. Um, let's what see. Uh, Alex is pretty cool. <laughs> So wait, what do you say, pizza? What if it's reckoning up? I'm just gonna throw your Alex like that? <laughs> oh, oh wait, that new paladin oh, secret. Yeah, it, 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 it dies to reckoning. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so they put some tech against Alex Straza in this set. All right, all right. <laughs> That's funny. So um, yo, this next card is pretty cool. Um, the next dragon in this set, uh, Malagos the Spellweaver. Um, uh, I'm gonna switch this up. I'm gonna say the name and the ability, and I'll pass it to pizza first. Uh, nine mana, four attack, twelve health. The battle cry is draw spells until your hand is full. Pizza, you go first. Uh, I guess combo decks can probably apply it. If like you really wanted to play the the new Cthulhu, you could immediately get those get those spells and draw something. I guess the nine mana for drawing your deck is pretty difficult, especially when you can do it so many cheaper and effective ways. Especially like even in standard, you can cycle through your deck like a lot easier. So. Um, it's expensive, but it's it's kind of a fun card. I think more importantly, I think that being able to adjust most of the dragons are pretty interesting. It's nice to find these types of workarounds where like Malagos had spell damage and now obviously like is still interactive with spells. It's it's I mean, the entire cycle seems really difficult to apply outside of like the typical Hearthstone ways of just like generating things. But in that scenario where something is generated, um, this effect probably is still fine. I'm a little bit concerned about the top card of my deck in this scenario, but you know, we'll deal with that when it comes to it. Yeah, that's my big concern is that you, depending on how many spells are left in your deck at the time, you potentially fill up your hand and then because you only have one mana left, if you can't play it, then you overdraw one. I mean, it's interesting. I like that they kept the flavor of Maligos does stuff with spells. I'm a little sad that the spell damage is gone. I think that there's probably some potential with this. I don't really know what that is. Maybe in some kind of combo druid sort of thing. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't really see myself playing this, but I'm sure that somebody at some point will find a fun way to break this card. Hyder, what do you think? That's what I love about the wild format is at some point in time, someone will figure out a way to break this card. But yeah, for now, I mean, it's it's neat. And uh, I don't have a deck that I'm going to be playing it in. So when somebody comes up with something cool and we see it on YouTube, uh, I'll be there and then I'll be trying it. What, so. do you think, what, yeah, what did you think about this, Mike? Sorry, I was... Uh... See, normally I ignore Twitch chat, and then now I'm engaging, and I'm getting distracted, dang. Uh, <laughs> I think the ability is cool. Uh, right now, I don't... There's so many cards, my brain is like, which card do I pick to try to figure out? But the ability of drawing spells into my hand is full. I like that idea. Um, makes me think of Myra's Unstable Element, minus destroying your entire deck. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. I- I'm excited for all the, the reworks, ready to do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll cover the next one. Next up is Anixia, the Broodmother. It's a nine mana, eight, eight dragon. At the end of your turn, fill your board with one, one whelps. This is like that uh, legendary that I was it called show show goth or something. Shogu Shuma. 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 Yeah, there you go. Shuma. Shuma. Yeah. And so, but like, I, I just think it's bad. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's interesting. And like, if I, late game 
discover a dragon and this is like the biggest one i'll take it but i don't see myself intentionally putting this card in my deck neat flavor i mean i think that the like maybe goliath would say right uh what the card does is very along the lines of the flavor of the card itself like from a lore perspective or whatever it's kind of cool but is it good like eh, no pizza what do you think same i think the i think the path to actually getting to this compared to Shuma is a lot easier because you can randomly generate dragons, but I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Not in wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to see play. I don't think ever in wild. So pass for me. No, yeah, never, never, never. Okay. So, uh, next up we have, uh, the new version of Ysera. So mm. I think that this is pretty spicy. Uh, I, I like this card a lot. So Ysera the Dreamer, it's Battle Cry, now says, add one of each dream card to your hand. So instead of plopping down your Ysera, you know, waiting to see what you're going to get, maybe you don't get what you want. I mean, all the, the cards are pretty good anyways, but if you have um, five spaces in your hand, or even if you don't have five spaces in your hand, like you just get loaded up with these. So I think this is really cool. I really enjoy this. Ysera doesn't see play in wild right now at all, but I think this is awesome. I think this is a really good improvement on Ysera. I mean, it doesn't keep going forever like the original Ysera can do, but this guarantees you those five cards. So Pizza, what do you think about this one? I think this one's a little bit more playable than the other cards. I mean, Ysera protects herself now. Dream doesn't bounce uh, any of your own minions back, but it can at least like give you a little bit more defenses. Um, compared to the last Ysera, I actually think that, like, I mean, I guess you you always have better options, but even in something like Big Priest, at least you could still apply it, right? Like, you can mm-hmm. still apply regular Ysera, you can generate the things since it's an end-of-turn ability. But, I mean, in like a slower control deck where you stabilize and then need, need some sort of a threat, I'll Plop down ESR and some Laughing Sisters. Like, that's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, I we didn't... Important part. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, we one thing we didn't mention was that they changed up some of the Dream cards. I think they changed Mana Cost or something like that. I, I don't have them pulled up, but I know that they're uh, slightly different than they used to be. So that's just something to take into consideration. But you get the added benefit of getting them... What are there? Are there five of them? I think that's right. Five. You yeah. get them all at once, though, in, instead of getting one at the end of each turn. Like if you compare it to Lich King, like the like an end of turn effect. The idea of getting them all at once, and then I can choose which one I want to use. I mean, it relies on you having hand space, and nobody ever runs original Ysera right now at the moment, anyways. I think this is super cool as a free-to-play player. I think this is super awesome to discover from a dragon pool. But I don't see myself adding this card intentionally to a deck. But I would be thrilled to discover it. Mike, thoughts? Yeah, same idea. I'd be thrilled to discover it. Uh, in the first six days, I'll be jamming this in most decks just to see, like most cards. But um, yeah, I'll be thrilled to discover it. Uh, this next one, uh, my boy, I love... yo. I love dragons. Um, I love Deathwing. So this next one, I'm going to do the same thing as last time. I'm going to hit pizza with it first, but let me introduce it. Um, Deathwing, the Destroyer. What a name. Uh, 10 mana legendary dragon. 
uh, 12 attack, 12 health, battle cry, destroy all other minions. Discard a card for each destroyed. Pizza, what you think, dog? Same. I mean, I like that it doesn't discard everything. I guess if you're really, really ambitious, your discard warlock can go Deathwing into a bunch of silver golems <laughs> and then refill your hand. That's like fair application, although expensive. <laughs> And you're kind of already doing stuff. But, I mean, it's got a little bit of playability. The fact that it doesn't discard every card in your hand at least gives you, like, a path where you're not upset at the end of, at the end of like, the battle cry. So, that's, like, yeah. the best. That's, like, the best that you can really offer, I think. Yeah, same here. Nate Hydra? Yeah, I mean, I like it more than the current Deathwing because uh, I think, you know, you discarding less cards is nice. Uh, I don't know that I'll ever run it purposefully uh, like they're saying in chat i cannot wait to see the golden animation i think it'll be amazing the card art is beautiful i think this is one of the few dragons that is like better in its new form than its old one the utility is interesting i mean you discard less but i you know aside from that i mean i don't have any real thoughts hyder what do you think I, I definitely think it's an improvement on, on the last one. And yes, the art is awesome. I'm not probably ever going to play it unless it just gets, if I discover it or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picking it in another game mode. I don't see it seeing play in wild at all. But hey, if it's there and, you know, I'm already winning and I'm discovering it, I'm, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it because it's, it's dope. I like it. But like I said, not, not worth a deck slot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at the list, uh, that wraps up all the cards. Am I correct in that, Nate? Before I transition into the next segment, yeah. Wow. I mean, we yes, that is all the new cards. So we've we've touched on them all at this point. Uh, excited to see them drop. Um, I don't know. Part of me wishes we could talk about it all night long, and part of me is like I'm ready to move on. So, <laughs> what do we got next, Mike? Yeah. All right. So, um. In our next segment, uh, we have Wild Decks of the Week. Um, for me, um, I had brought to the show uh, this goofy little warrior deck. It's it's a play on this week's challenge from our Listener League. It's uh, Big Dragons Only. Um, <clears throat> so the 10 minions in there that matter for this conversation, uh, Plague Proto Drakes, we have Runaway Black Wings, Sleepy Dragons, Ysera in its current form, uh and uh evasive draconoids so just like most big warriors uh just try to buy time until you can start recruiting and uh one of my favorite things to do is uh to is to rip uh dimensional ripper on runaway blackwing and you have two nine nines uh are they eight eights the nine nines i forget but anyway they're throwing that fire at the enemy minions uh what do you call it nate dragnaros dragnaros <laughs> yeah dragnaros it's pretty dope you, you pop two of those off it's awesome that card yeah, I, yeah that mm-hmm. card is way better than i thought it was going to be um, yeah it is pretty fun i like it a lot it, it's mm-hmm. i love that card yeah 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 i've been playing this uh a couple games on the ladder more in casual but uh it's it's a fun little deck just to goof around. Um, I could put it in Discord if anybody, if anybody wants to see it. Um, little joke deck, but uh, that was my deck this week. Let me slide it over to our our esteemed guest, Pizza. Pizza, uh, you got a deck for the week? What you been playing? What's going on? Uh, I do. Uh, when you guys invited me, I started playing a little bit of a little bit of this discard or zoo deck. 
I started, mm. I wanted to play Q-Block. Q-Block's my favorite uh, deck from the past, but I found this one and I really wanted to play Doomguard just like a lot faster. Mm. Yeah. Like pretty basic stuff. I mean, I think that Dark Glare in general is probably just the strongest of the Zoo deck, but it's had a lot of cards that I just hadn't really gotten access to in quite some time. And I feel like that's like one of the big bonuses of of Wild is being able to like kind of just look at cards that you've played in the past and kind of, you know, just take a second and go back to it. So yeah, kind of just jamming this in like in like like silver. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> dropping people down in, in, in silver. I, I guess if you're not playing, um, you you don't jump in too too much, right? So you just you're hopping in there, your pizza. You play this game how many hours a day, and then you're stomping everybody down in silver. <laughs> That's great. People are like, what the hell? Top 100 standard legend. It's silver and wild. I love it. That's funny. (laughs) But that's the point. I mean, silver, busting your head open. That's got to feel great. If I'm one of them, like, ah, Peter just beat me up, yo. (laughs) I mean, I I will say, I kind of like, I have nowhere near that exact feeling, but on like a lower scale, when I do dip my toe into standard, I've got a much lower star bonus when I hop into standard. So sometimes I feel a little bit bad because I'm probably playing against newer players or something like that. And I I have been playing the game for six years now. So usually it's a pretty easy time when when I hop in. And that's, I mean, it, it feels good. I like, I like wins. But <laughs> so um, I have been playing some as pizza. You you brought it up, Dark Glare Warlock, and this deck can be absolutely gross. Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with the deck. I've been I actually did some co op with our friend Glare, and uh, he was helping me out with it a bit. Uh, there's a lot of different things to take into account your matchups when you're playing this. You got to be aware of what burn um, your opponent can have. But <clears throat> as we were talking about before, I like the idea of having your own game plan and just totally like going for it. Like if they've got the answer, so be it. If not, like this is a total like gung ho deck. Like, drop yourself down real low, drop your giants down. It's really fun. If they can't clear your board or they don't have any reach, like they're, they're, they're dead. So I, I, I really enjoy it with this list. It runs Zephyrs because you cycle through the deck so quickly that like quite often Zephyrs is, is active. So you can get surprise lethals with it. You can get rid of their ice block. You can, you know, just get more attack on your minions. It's 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 great. Like it, it'll give you lethal quite often. So I enjoy it. It's got the low feb in there for those priest matchups. It's it's super fun. It's not the most straightforward deck other than get your health as low as possible to get your giants out. That that's that's like the main idea. Obviously, it's it's a lot of fun. I like it. So that's that's the deck I've been playing, and I'm going to play it a lot more. I'd like to get. Uh, better with my matchups at it so i'm going to keep playing it there's a lot of apm involved i definitely recommend watching people like glare like mentalistic uh like mm-hmm. gold daniel pilot pilot this deck um it's definitely a tier one deck right now it's difficult to play yeah so. yeah i fully agree i ran out of time speaking of the apm on a lot of turns where i am trying to decide like placement 
also kind of works. It, like you, you need to know where you're putting your minions because uh, you run the Sun Fury Protector, and like you, a lot of times at the end of turn, you'll uh, drop your animated broomstick because you will have this crazy turn, and then in the end, you have to make trades afterwards. So uh, it's awesome, and if you love a challenge. I highly recommend it. And if you love saying, hey, loser, this does that a lot. To yourself. You're pen-flinging yourself in the face over and over again. So Very remember awesome. that. Pen-flinger is for your face. <laughs> so, Hey, losers. <laughs> All right. Uh, for, for my deck, I brought this uh, Odd Rogue. This is what I played this week to hit my 1K wins with Rogue. Uh, I got the deck list from Swagwar. It's a kind of it's very similar to the deck that Martian Boo brought a few weeks back with a couple cards changed out. It's running um Henge Clan Thug instead of the uh what is it what is it called? The the two one charge with Divine Shield. Um I can't think of the name, but Argent Argent, Argent. Horse Rider. Argent Horse Rider, yeah, yeah. Uh so it's running that instead, but it's like super aggressive. This this deck is like uh, pedal to the metal. You win by turn five, maybe turn six, or you lose. But I was able to sit down um, and jam out the wins very quickly. I kind of took a, um, you know, borrowed a, a page out of Wildcard's notebook. So last last week, Wildcard did a co-op stream with Duin where Wildcard hit his 1K uh, wins with Hunter. And so I did that. I, I hung out with my friend uh, Blue Train who is very, very good uh, rogue player and sat down and just jammed through games. And we did it so quickly. I mean, I, I did, I had 10 wins left. It took a little bit less than an hour and a half. Uh, and it was cool. I went from 1500 down to about 800 legend. That was cool. And the deck is just really fast. I like it. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. Um, something that I want to interject real quick, especially for, well, for everybody, either watching or listening, it, these decks will post the codes in the show notes. They'll be on the website. They'll be uh, show notes in the YouTube video. And so if you're interested in playing the decks that we've been playing, we'll give you the codes for those and you can try them out for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. You have a question or something? Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was looking at the show notes. You're about to transition to patrons. I was going to say it might be beneficial to read who's not a patron. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> yeah this, yeah these are fun um okay so yeah transitioning i do want to say a big thank you to the patrons of our show uh especially a giant thank you to shokunin who is the executive producer of our show we jokingly call him the you know the santa claus of hearthstone uh oh, yeah. saw, saw him swing by and he really and, is Saw him swing by this week and drop a, a big gift off to one of the listeners in, in our Discord, and that was super cool. Um, just really awesome, nice guy, and I appreciate nice him. And, uh, also, I want to say a big thank you to the patrons of our show. So Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Justin M, Wildcard, Armorn, Ben from Work, Corin J, and AJ Gomez. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate you. If anyone out there watching or listening is interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click on the Find Us page, there's a link to our Patreon. We've also got a bunch of awesome merch there as well. If you're, um, Hydra was wearing a Born to Be Wild hat right now. If you guys... Uh, oh, I think a shirt too, now that I see it. Uh, yeah, I had a shirt. 
uh, merch turned out super cool. I'm excited. Uh, it, it turned out way better than I ever thought that it would. And so I love seeing it. Um, and a uh, big shout out and thank you to Wildcard and his wife who run our online shop. And thank you guys for that. Uh, alternatively, if you're someone who's on Twitch a lot, we do have new emotes. We've got three of them now. And so if you want to subscribe to uh, us on Twitch, you got access to those really cute uh, bronze dragon emotes. They're a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And you can un- unlock those by, by subbing to us on Twitch. Anyways, yeah. So, Mike, uh, you want to talk about this weekly challenge? Yeah, let's jump. Let's jump into this. Um, you know, as we transition out to the show to finish up here. Um, for new listeners, uh, what is a weekly challenge? Uh, it's two packs and bragging rights. Um, initially created by Hydralisk, somehow it has now floated into my district and territory in the show. So it's no problem. So let's get right into it. Last week's challenge, uh, I really thought of it off the dome. Uh, discover Mimron's head, or Mimron's head, and summon Voltron. And I didn't think anybody would do it. I really thought it was really some slick stuff. You know, I, I just thought like you know, discover this random legendary that's a mech. There's no way you could do it. But I guess we had somebody do it like an hour later or two hours later. What happened, Nate? What was the exact thing? Yeah, like I mean, it was. Later, right? I think we were doing so after the show. Uh, previously we used to do a co-op match and then lately we've been streaming our listener series matches after the show. And it was like halfway through the, the match between Shia and gold Daniel, someone pinged us that they had completed the challenge, uh, mediocre ogre. Yeah. And it was like, what? Um, <laughs> I was like, nah, I was like, hell nah, no we, way. <laughs> well, this is something that we didn't think anyone was going to be able to even do. And so what we discover each week is that we are apparently making these too easy for people. And so we're trying to do things maybe a little bit more open-ended this week. Mm-hmm. So this week, uh, I've decided, you know what? I'm going to take this challenge to something I've been doing myself. You know, we, we did a challenge, uh, you know, something that Marsha Goo has suggested. And then the challenge last week was really based off a match me and they had in our listening series. But this one is something that I've really have been doing myself and i love it so this week's challenge is mozaki mage you need to post a screenshot in our discord in the contest contest entries page of a zero mana ice lance and whoever has the highest damage wins there is no bending there's no changing this rule there's a lot of people who are very slick and very savvy. I've learned in our um, that find ways to not, you know, slip and slide through. So, for the official ruling, post the screenshot of the highest damage with a zero mana ice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Game on. So what I like about this is, you know, we can do this all week long, and this was the idea behind that like weapon challenge. Same idea, right? So the Ice Lance has got to cost zero, and I'm looking for someone to, to like, hey, let me see your 20 damage Ice Lance, and then someone will post a 25, 26. I've I seen yeah. Mike personally post one. I think it was 33. So, 37. 30, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, but, Ozaki, you know. but you can't compete in this, Mike, and don't give away your secret either. I, I know how you did it, and I think you've said it yeah, on yeah, the yeah. show before, but uh, it's definitely doable. And whoever 
so this this will go to one person what we've done historically is if multiple people complete the challenge they kind of will get put in a drawing or whatever this is like who hey whoever can get the biggest one and and if for whatever reason there's a tie it's going to go to whoever did it first so mm-hmm. uh this will be interesting zero mana ice lance the most spell damage mm-hmm. yeah uh for for our last week's winner um mediocre ogre was the one who did it first uh, we also had um, able to complete the challenge were Mega Mog and Seth. And so congrats to you three. Uh, we are going to go ahead and gift the packs to Mediocre Ogre. I, so, I want to throw one thing in here real quick. Uh, we did have one more um, that happened. I, I don't know if you if I mentioned this one to you, Nate. This was very, very interesting. So what happened was I was co-oping with blue train and glare we were on the the wild legend ladder against a line cracker druid where the line cracker druid had discovered mimiron's head right not on purpose they were not trying to do the challenge but they had heard the show and so they're also running target dummies in the line cracker druid in the first place. So they happened to get the Mimiron's head discovery. And so it all came together where they were able to play the Mimiron's head with the, the target dummies and do the Voltron thing all without like doing it on purpose. It was like a complete accident. Wow. And, and then, so um, we got glare to, to mention, to uh, add them as a friend and talk to them afterwards. And I, for the life of me, can't remember the name of the person who did it. So um, if you're listening, you can reach out because that was that was absolutely amazing that it happened so so strangely randomly on the ladder and like I don't know what the odds were for like me to be specking the game where it was happening live. I was like, they're doing our challenge. They're totally doing our challenge live, like right now. It was That's it was funny. a really neat experience. Yeah. Nice, nice. Hey, um, uh, real quick, uh, pizza. I know you are a big time streamer. I know you're focused on doing your thing. Um, I'm not trying to sell this right here to you, but just the idea of it. Uh, what do you think of like doing like uh, Hearthstone challenges, like for a podcast or for a show or anything like that for a streamer? Like if they had that, what do you think of that? I think it's great. I think that's it's good to have something that like kind of engages people. And Hearthstone is um, has such a variety of you know possibilities that I think that giving people something to kind of aim for is you know, it's it's healthy. It keeps people kind of invested into what they're doing week after week in Hearthstone. Yeah, I think it's fun. It, it's a fun thing for people to do. You know, sometimes you get sick of the grind, and it's something for you to go, "Hey, this this is cool. Let's see who can get the biggest weapon. Who can yeah. who can summon this?" Like it's 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 just fun, and uh, I, I'm glad that so many people try to do it, and still amazed at how many people do it so quickly. We've had to step this up because we've had people do the challenge before we were done the show. Like we've announced it, and then we got people typing in chat or in Discord. Did it already? It's like okay, <laughs> yeah. The Memorons had. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way." And then you said like an hour. I was like, oh, "Okay, that's funny." <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Just one one final time for those who are listening to this: the way that you show proof. All right, first off, yeah, it's whoever gets the highest spell damage zero mana ice lance what you got to do is take screenshot enter our discord there's a channel called contest entries 
post the picture there and uh, that's where we'll see it. And so uh, looking forward to seeing that if to, to find the discord, go to the website, born to be wild, hs.com click, find us. There's a link to the discord. So yeah, really excited about that. I think this will be a lot of fun. And one other thing that I did not have in the show notes before we do our final wrap up is that we've got surprise, uh, not just one, but two bundle giveaways. So we were gracious. Uh, we, we were, um, yeah, yeah. No, this was super cool. This, we were, um, really, uh, blessed by a couple different people. First off, uh, we got gifted one standard bundle by blizzard to give out to y'all people here. And that's really exciting. Uh, I love it when, when blizzard, uh, reaches out and, uh, sponsors some packs. It's really awesome for the community. Uh, in order to enter this first one, this giveaway, what you got to do is join our discord, go in the contest entries page, uh, post a picture of your favorite card from this upcoming set. Um, uh, could be the core set, could be this new set, but I want to see a picture of your favorite new card that's coming out. Um, that's it. That's it. Post a picture there on the contest entries page. You'll get entered into a raffle for this bundle and, uh, yeah. And then we can uh, do it on the show. Um, not quite sure yet if it's going to be next week or the following week, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, but, 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 but soon, and um, really excited, really grateful to Blizzard for the code and uh, looking out for the wild you, community Blizz. here. And then we had, uh, pass it over to Mike, but we have one more bundle to give away as well. Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, shout out to Blizz. Thank you guys, you know, for recognizing, uh, you know, the efforts we're doing over here. Really appreciate it. Uh, I know Nate has a connection with uh, Chris and the gang over there, so... I just want to shout off my chair on the podcast. Uh, thank you to you guys. It's very, mu- very much appreciated. Yeah. For real. Um, so along with that, I was excited to hear that news. And then I got hit with a DM from a subscriber of mine on my Twitch stream. Uh, totally caught me off guard. Didn't expect it. I didn't prompt it. But um, he had asked me if I would be willing to do a giveaway. Um, he would like to do the $49.99. Um he thinks that we have a great podcast here. He loves the community, and he thinks uh, he thinks you know we're doing great things. So uh, they wanted to rename. They wanted to name uh, you know anonymous. They don't want to be named or have any shine. They had requested that I do the giveaway on my Twitter, and one of the requirements because they want to spread good cheer and help people across the world. They're required within this giveaway for people entering that. It would be a screenshot of you donating $5 to your favorite charity. So understand that this giveaway that I got from my subscriber, their goal was to have people enter the giveaway, but also to donate to their favorite charity so that it kind of spreads good cheer. This is in no way that you're giving me money to enter this giveaway. This is you posting a screenshot of you paying $5 to your favorite charity to enter the giveaway. So. To enter that giveaway for the people watching right now, I will be posting this link on my Twitter. I have a new one set up. For those listening to this, the link will, by the time reach you, by the time this reaches you, will have been shared by the podcast Twitter, and it will be in the pin tweet. All the give the giveaways and the details will be in a pin tweet uh, put together by me coming soon. So you will not be missing out on anything. The winners pick for this will be down the road. So I'm really excited that Blizzard hooked us up. 
and then also that uh, subscriber for my Twitch stream um, donated fifty dollars for a giveaway. Um, I'm just excited. Like every expansion season, a new card feels like Christmas, and like when people pay it forward and they want to help spread goodwill, like I'm all for it. You guys know me, man. I just like to have a good time, so this is fantastic. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. It's really amazing. And so uh anonymous shout out to that person. That's that's really cool. I like that. Just uh trying to help out anywhere you can. So that, that's a really good idea. And so yeah, really stoked to be able to do those giveaways. So to wrap things up, I really want to thank our special guest Pizza for uh giving your time, for coming on the show. Uh we really really enjoyed having you on, on the show pizza so thank you thank you very very much oh, no Seriously. problem thank you for having me this was really fun for uh the people who are listening we have uh majority of our listeners of course are wild listeners but I'm, i would assume that most people uh already know who you are but for those who don't could you maybe tell everybody where they can find you and follow your content Sure. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pizzahs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash pizzatcg. And you can find me on YouTube uh, where I upload content maybe once every decade at <laughs> youtube.com slash pizza <laughs> slash pizzahs. Awesome. Because you know what? Like I, I primarily watch wild streamers. But whenever I hop over to standard, I always look on my left side of my screen on Twitch and I see pizza on there in the evening and I always click on pizza. Mm-hmm. So, um, appreciate I, it. yeah, I always appreciate your stream. Um, not always chatting, lurking, uh, dropping those, uh, uh, those prime subs in there. And, uh, yeah, I, I love your content. And, uh, it was actually, uh, you know, Galacron, uh, Warlock that you, you were playing a while back. Because of you, I blame you. Um, I, I spent money and crafted that entire deck gold. I still did. I was like, man, pizza's killing it with this deck. It, like, I mean, I'm not pizza, but um, I, I was like, I don't know, he, he's just mowing over people. So I, I, I totally did. I crafted that entire deck gold. Just, I have a problem. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> What's know. important is he had fun. That's what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had fun. So yeah, thanks once again, and everybody go follow Pizza. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS, and look for me in the Discord. Um, always there. We've got a great community in there. You got any questions about? The decks that we've been playing or you just want a good place to come and hang out with other wild players it's really good place to be and um yeah come check us out uh mike where can people find you yeah you guys um like always find me here friday night 6 p.m pacific born to be wild hs uh real quick um i just want to say thank you to pizza for coming on um i'm not sure when i was even on your radar but i know i was in a conversation on uh, for people of color so that made me feel comfortable to even approach you to even you know to ask you to come on the show for the idea i had for this month and it really for me not knowing you always being a fan just watching you you being here for three hours like you really are the same dude you're a stand-up person you have a cool demeanor and like i approached you and i was like yo i got this idea would you 
And like you could ask a thousand questions, you could have maybe jump hoops and been all uppity. Like some people would be, but you just you, yo, you're mad cool. You accepted. So I just want to say thank you, man. Like can't thank you enough. I've been a Twitch sub for like what three four months now. So like I already bet. I already knew about you. I I, had, I didn't have money before, so I couldn't. But I've been, a fan. I've been a fan for a minute. Hey, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> just keeping it real. You know, I was broke. Got, I'm still broke, but I'll throw you some, you know, throw you a little bit. But I, lo- I love pizza. It's a cool stream. Like, I, I can't say enough. I'll, I'll be, I'll always be a fan. So thank you, man. For real. Thank you. Yeah, really, really appreciate your time. And and again, I think I can join the other guys in saying having a total fanboy moment, having you on the show. It's great to hear what your thoughts are. On, on all these new cards and everything. I think that um, uh, you've got a really unique perspective, especially someone who's been playing the game for as long as you have and at the level that you have. It's just, it's just amazing to have you on. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to hang out with us on Friday night. So thank you so much for being here. No problem. It's great. It was great to be here. Awesome. Uh, if anybody's looking to follow me, I'm on Twitter primarily. It's at Nate Wolf TCG, N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. More importantly, you can find the show at borntobewildhs.com. On, on there, you can read more about us. You can, there's links to videos. There's links to content. There's links to uh, all of our other stuff. The Discord is probably the best place, like Hydra was saying. And so, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who watched live. Thank you to everybody who's listening to the audio or watching the video versions of this podcast. Um, looking forward to, and we got some exciting things in store for you next month. So stay tuned and we will see you all next week on born to be wild.